double H M P three number thirty-three. I'm Dave Z. <laughs> I'm here with B and C. Hello, hello. Uh, hello, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see, what was the I first... don't go ahead. Go ahead. What, what was that first three about? E double H M P three episode thirty-three? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. E double H M P. Then you said right? three. No, no, I didn't say three, did I? You did. <laughs> I said E double H MP3. MP3. Oh, are you trying to make a joke like MP3? No, I wasn't. I was just trying to. That's you probably why. E double H MP3, episode 33. Oh, hello, hello. That's what I get. I, I, Perfect. I, I just wanted to say E double H MP, but I must have thought MP3 for obvious reasons. MP3. And you know what, Dave? You got to talk louder and clearer. I will. I'll talk louder and clear. No, it's louder, louder and clearer. Louder, louder and From clearer. From Slaughter High. <laughs> oh my God! How are you getting me on a Slaughter High thing? Wow. Okay. Because <laughs> I watched it like three times in the last year. Ratings. I watched it three times in the in the last week. So. <laughs> Ratings. Wow. Wow. So yeah, E E double H M P number thirty three is what I said. A little hey yo, just because that was tributing uh, Banana Laser, you know. April Fools, this is Banana Laser. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know April what? April Fools. I felt like a yeah. jerk because I wrote like a comic to realize that Banana Laser is for the time being no more, not just like a summer hiatus or a couple month hiatus. And I was like, oh shit, because I thought we were gonna do the excision thing. But really, all we have to do for that is invite Matt and Alex on our show. Yeah, but then it's not a verse. It's supposed to be a versus. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? You're versing yourself? Apparently. You you were there when TC asked it. You tell me. I don't know. I just, yeah. Uh, is this the, the Dave, message that he left that didn't get cut off? Dave should ref it. <laughs> Dave should ref it. I should ref we, it? So We should have them on and me and Christian battle Alex and Wazell to the death. Oh, we'll die. <laughs> we're dead. You take the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> See that picture? How big is Matt? He's big. I, I mean, I know you and Alex aren't huge, but he's he tall. looks like he's nine feet tall in that picture. He's like six that, five or so. No, he's five yeah. seven. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's, <yeah. laughs> Dave's like JP's height, three eleven. I'm, I'm five seven. I'm five seven and a half. You know? Oh, and a half. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Alex is oh. like five eight or something. It's always a half. Yeah. My cock God, is. I Seven and a half. <laughs> oh my God! It is. No, Holy it's not. Shit. Oh, mine uh, is though. Yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> of, of all the numbers, to, of all the numbers in the world to pick out, you said my cock is seven and a half, and mine really is. Amazing. Is that? But does that include shave, the shave look, and everything else, like the half inch that's that from, it gets added? That's from skin to tip. That's all. You get a tape measure and you put it down there. Oh, I measure from the back of my asshole. <laughs> short. Yeah. So um yeah, this is a horror movie podcast in case nobody knew. Uh, <laughs> well, we got to get the requisite amount of dick and fart jokes in. Of course, of course. And, and and Banana Laser also was a horror movie podcast as well. And 
uh, two down, two to go. I'm, I only have two podcasts left under my resume, guys, so you can stop busting my balls now. I know they had a lot of fans. You guys are a good trio. I'm sure, like they, you guys said, or that alluded to it, that who knows what will happen, but there'll be some sort of reunion down the road. It's never over. over. No. Despite yeah. what we hope, it's never truly over. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why, truthfully, I can't believe you have more downloads on your solo cast than I do. Who, me? You. Yeah, you. Dave, <laughs> I knew. The Dave Nation. Even on YouTube, if you notice, I have more Dave. downloads than both of you on the YouTube channel. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I had four views. Dave had two, oh. and you had one. <laughs> no, I have eight. I don't know what, what you're looking four. at. He's talking one single digit numbers. Wait, what? you're at eight now? You're at eight? <laughs> it was put on it was put on like twenty four hours ago. Twenty four hours. We gotta we gotta promote that channel. Go to our YouTube site, guys. We've got one. Subscribe to the channel. We're gonna add a little bit more content. So right now it's the show. I plan on putting up random video reviews and when I when I buy my house and I'm in there, you know, like pretending to be like a moods or a JP kind of guy. You know, well, like, why hey, wait? Why don't I do like reviews on the street? On the street? Yeah, what are you, you, Jeremy? You're just walking down the road, the avenue, and you're like... <laughs> out and Does about it, videos? Is that what it's called? Thank you. And doesn't out Jeremy and have some type of thing? Okay, around and about. I might well. put on some random videos of me bum fighting. Bum fucking? <laughs> bum fighting. <laughs> Speaking of that, shouldn't we congratulate Christian on his successful uh, sex change operation? <laughs> Christian about? recently transitioned, and now I'm happy to announce he's officially a man. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. We're, we're, we're recording about a half an hour late tonight because Brandon's camera was surprisingly upside down for no reason. We, no, the picture was upside down. I had to go in and reprogram some code. Whatever. His camera what? was physically, he was upside down for the first half hour of the show. Guess what? Guess what, guys? I posted, remember that, remember Christian, remember guys, I was complaining about, I recorded a video and I couldn't get it to post on Facebook the right way. Yeah. That's what that video was. Uh, Brandon's camera oh. upside down. Oh, yes, there it, it is. Be- <laughs> there it is. I, I wanted you, I wanted the listeners to see what idiots the three of us are. Not it's really on idiots. Facebook now? Yeah. It's I on there watching it. it. A, you do have to watch it I sideways. Like, gosh. I look like an idiot because it looks sideways and I posted it. Brandon looks like an idiot because he couldn't get himself straight. And Christian was just talking about a, a buttload of nonsense. So it was just, uh, <laughs> I put it up there. So some people listening to this now are going to be like, yeah, yeah, they've put up that thing. And it was awful. But, <laughs> and I should have kept it longer because, because father came on. We finally oh, met Brandon's you, father. Honestly. <laughs> You, your days are numbered, man, because your dad's way funnier than you. <laughs> he was he on for was five, right. less than five minutes, and he had me, like, I was totally hook, line, and sinker. I bought in everything he had to say. Yeah, but he, he hits too. me. He's mean. He hits me. I love <laughs> him even more now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Father. May I have another? Yeah. <laughs> Freddy's dead. Freddy's dead. Oh, yeah, it is Freddy's dead. Good call. When wow, Alice Cooper, right before Alice Cooper gets yep. the old 3D straight razor to the camera death that I always laugh at. Freddy's dead. It's better than four and five. Uh, that's what we're going to hit up next on TGIF 13, our long hiatus. But uh, oh, yeah, Vince cool. and I have to go we'll get back. We haven't done it yet. It will be when we, I come back from uh, Wait, you've Dis- been on Disney hiatus? World. Yo, what are an you- asshole. <laughs> are you, are you sh- uh, 
Wait, you're breaking up. I don't hear a word you're saying. It's to the benefit of the show. I don't hear you. <laughs> he froze because I pissed him off so bad. No, you you actually froze. You just totally froze. I didn't hear the last 30 seconds of what you said. Oh, I froze? I thought you froze. You, you froze. No, <laughs> I was fine. That's what I said. I can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> okay, we'll see what the recording says. Who froze? Yeah, yeah the and recording's going to say nothing. <laughs> it went, all, frail- it went say... all frailty on us. It blocked yep. me out. That's all. Perfect. <laughs> the recording's on my side. <laughs> yes, but when you listen back, you're going to hear me and Brandon's talking about how you froze. I don't think so. All right. We hear just Christian saying, these idiots froze. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these two assholes. <laughs> Right. When the when show drops, listeners, you'll hear that. Here's what I've noticed. Anytime that does happen when you're recording on Skype, it, it, it always ends up playing the way out, I, the way I heard it on the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never had it, like, mostly because I, I've never froze. So it's hard for me to say. <laughs> yeah. But this wow. time. Have you, listen, have you listened to your solo cast? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. We're going to get a lot of play from the solo cast, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, it just okay. irks me because mine was beautifully done, and it, yeah, you know, look at Brandon. Brandon's dying over there. No, I no, I mean, mine, mine's an overwhelming success. Lauren Ashley Carter is stalking me now; <laughs> like, it's out of control. <laughs> I'm getting so much tail; it's not even funny. Well, beaver what, tail. What, but... <laughs> hey, beaver tail. Yeah, hey. I think we shouldn't start bragging until we are in double digits. <laughs> <laughs> First person to ten views. <laughs> Talking about, I know we do. We we sound more pathetic than we are, and we're pathetic. We're fourth tier, but now we're talking about single digit downloads. How can it get any Really? Right? He got moods. He gets like five thousand downloads per per episode, and you know, he's no better off than we are. He's, he's I'm excited. Just... I'm excited though for the YouTube presence because I actually now that I finally have a smartphone. I would actually consider doing some content once I learn how, once someone teaches me how. But you know, actually, you could record from your computer too. <laughs> <laughs> Not his computer. No, no, I'd, have rather, a... no I'd rather like do maybe like you know, uh, maybe like updates of what movies I got rather than sitting in front of the computer showing them. Hey, you know, do right. you know where I'm moving around at least? Maybe an out and about. Out and about, there it is. <laughs> o and A. Nice. I say we just yeah, take so everything from what everybody else created and just make it our own. Like yeah, the Jay, we'll be like the Jay Leno of uh, like podcasting. We'll take an idea okay. from here, an idea from there, and it becomes ours, and then that's it. Uh, that, that's what we've been doing this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I just wanted to make it sound like we actually were planning this all along. <laughs> okay. Well, no one does this stupid shit that we're doing now. This, this is ours. This is us. Nobody else does this. Where you get on like... Here's what I think. When people listen to our show for the first time and they don't know us and they don't know. Oh, they're anything, gone. They're gone already. They may be gone because of this, but, but <laughs> this is still something that only, only we do. And it's yeah. not like we're talking about baseball or the weather or what I had for dinner or. We did talk about the weather before we came on, but. Yeah. Before where it belongs. And what you had for dinner last week. Talked about that. Well, only cock. because of scale up reminds cock, right? And a it, was, it was cock. <laughs> Two heard, steaks smothered in underwear. I heard it the bukkake. <laughs> it's a great Japanese dish. Uh, <laughs> you guys want to shame anybody or something? Uh, yeah. No, no, it's a nice it's Christian. It's a nice Christian. I have nobody to shame. Why am I drawing a blank? Shame on JP. 
Oh, shame for, on JP. Yeah. For what? The, ne- the Netflix and chill podcast? <laughs> Is that bad, you think? No, 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 I, no, no. I, no. I went, no. Is anyone listening to <laughs> I actually really, it's really enjoyable. It's getting better as they go too, because they're getting into a yeah. flow as well. Uh, it's good. I don't agree with every comment they make, but that's why, oh, but that's exactly it. That's why you listen to these things. Cause you're, I love when I get to yell back. No one's can hear me. I'm in my car yelling back at the podcast. Like I said, I made a comment that I was going to punch my phone. Cause he said, he can't stand horror comedies specifically though. Cause I don't care if people can't stand horror comedies specifically he said he doesn't like Shaun of the dead. He says he rates it too. seven out of ten, but he doesn't like. It. That's fucking blasphemy, in my opinion. They they all hate it, and they've convinced the twenty two shots community, a large population of it, to hate that film. Well, that's just it's strange. Strange. <laughs> no, it's just it's straight out stupid. You don't convince. You either like it or you don't like it. You make up your own goddamn mind. Yeah, I want to convince people with <laughs> something. I don't want to be trash talking JP now. I actually want to thank him because he's helped me out with the trivia thing, which will be starting tomorrow. Oh, oh trivia! Yeah. You're making me yeah, sound like but... I was trash talking him now. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Nah, I'm Netflix and chill. I'll have to listen to that. Where can you listen to that on? Podbean? AM radio. AM radio. <laughs> the first wow. annual H Top starts tomorrow. H Hop? H Top. H Top. Harbilia Tournament of Podcasters. Okay, the H Top. It's really catchy. Okay. <laughs> it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's okay why not a TOF T-O-P-H TOF Tournament of Podcasters Horrorphilia TOF no? okay I don't that's, know. that's so much worse than H-Top <laughs> yeah but it sounds better what, what comes off the tongue better H-Top or TOF H-Top okay H-Top it is so Christian anyway... chime in here TOF <laughs> I don't care <laughs> <laughs> You'll Suckers probably be eliminated there. round one anyway. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we, all we all will be. It's okay. But I'm yeah, mad because there's a Fright Night Film Fest happening in uh, Hamilton here, like next week when I'm on vacation. And there's a couple of cool films playing at the theater. So I, I was just trying to, to bring it up to, to see some of the titles I was missing. But I was, I was really annoyed because everything, every time there's something really close to home, I always seem to be away. Aww. Oh, yeah. Every time there's something really close to home, for me, I always seem to be broke. And Aww. that sucks. Yeah, Oz, right. That <laughs> sucks. <laughs> it always happens. I'm like, shit, where were you last year? Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, so there's no shame. But I do have an update. I do have an update. Remember we, t- and I hate to say the name again, but remember we talked about Terror Threads last show, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, the plot thickens. Uh-oh. See, I got, I got back up here. And... I'm not the only one that had a bad experience with them. Um, Jill, Jill Ann, messaged me and said, hey, listen, um, I just listened to the podcast. I had issues with terror threads, too. Really? On Instagram, yeah. I had my IG page with over 50,000 followers. First of all, well, how did you get 50,000 followers, and what are we doing wrong, Jill? Hook us up. I think we got to go bottomless. Bottomless? During the Facebook Live segment. Whatever it takes. Whatever. Yeah. I want 50,000 followers on Instagram, too. Yeah, Jesus. Right? Man. So maybe she's... Nah, whatever. So anyway, <laughs> I love Jill. I don't want to say that. Um, so, so they reached out to me. This is her. And they wanted me to promote their stuff. They sent me stuff to try and post about. 
So I did. They got the exposure and sales from it. But it wasn't anything I was huge on, to be honest. So I ended up giving them away to a friend online who liked them. So Terror Threads flipped on me, messaged me, and told me off. What? Last time I, yeah, yeah. Last time I checked, when someone gives you something on conditions of promotion and you follow through, it doesn't tie you to keep said thing forever. The friend I sent it to also posted about them, and they probably got them more sales, which, which I, I agree with. Anyways, the owner of Terror Threads is super rude, and I wanted you to know you weren't alone. Well, now they're uh, officially terrible threads. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Stick so it to them. where should people buy their t-shirts, Dave? Costco. <laughs> Costco. <laughs> Costco. <laughs> Gruesome Evolution. That's where you should go. Official horror movie merch. www.gruesomeevolution.ca Canadiana. CA. Oh, oh, shut Ch- up over there. The guy from Jersey. Jesus. It's all trumped out. The Okay, just in case anybody is in the Hamilton area next week, it starts uh, this horror fest that I was talking about, the Fright Film Festival, starts Friday, March 24th in Hamilton, Ontario, and they'll be screening Pool Party Massacre. It's a U.S. flick. The Lure, that one with that chick in the tub with the big mermaid or serpent tail. That will be there. A bunch of short films. Another film called Who's Watching Oliver? Red Christmas. A slasher I think Jason Lloyd saw last year because he had it as one of his favorites. Uh, and I, I think it's going to be coming out later this year as well. That looks great. D. Wallace is in that. Oh, that yeah. That awesome too. Yeah. And cool. Cat Sick Blues. Oh, yeah. That's a movie? And Blood yeah. Hunters as well. Cat Sick Blues was in last year. Okay, so, I think so. Some of these might be doing the festival run as well. Some yeah. of them might be have been released to VOD or limited, and they're still just getting you know building that buzz as well. And what beats seeing a movie in the theater with a bunch of other horror fans, right? Because you're not going to get Joe Blow and his fucking sister talking behind you, bugging you, uh, like some of the theater experiences I have right now, where you just you're thinking, am I going to have to lean over and just say, "Shut up," or "I'm going to gut you," you know, you just want right. to lean over. <laughs> And threaten to like slit their throat in front of their family. Why are you, how are you leaning over if he's behind you? Once you turn around? No, no. You, you duck out. You come back. You go around them from behind. <laughs> that's uh, that's how you do it. Yeah. You go around them from behind. Okay, be, that's what I thought. It's a little sneaky move. <laughs> I call it the reach around. Yeah. Well. Well, that's been episode 33, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, stay away from terror threads. Yeah. You know, they even called her back. They even called Kim. Kim. They even called Joe back, and they said, "Hey." Uh, later on, they said they, they asked her again to do promos, and she said, uh, "What?" No. Yeah, yeah. Hey, they came crawling back. Treat me like and shit Jill, to help us. Jill, shit. Dave loves you so much. He's gonna call you Kim from now on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Jill, Jill, lover. So yeah, yeah so stay away from. Life. Yeah, man, stay away from that, and. Uh, Nobody else to shame, so that's good. Well, well, except those people that I, that I asked if I could do a group form. Remember that time? <laughs> There's a tier one podcast, and I asked them if I could do a group page for them, and I already formed it, but didn't invite anybody. Oh, and then they asked you to take it down? Yeah, yeah. I said, hey. I said, I noticed that you guys don't have a group page, so I started one. 
you know, if you want me to take it down, I will. But it's just a group people can talk and it's free advertising for you. And they're like, oh, no, 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 we take it down. We, we were very is careful that, about it, what. Yeah, is that what they said? We're very picky about who we allowed. You know what? All these people who think that this is like above and beyond think their shit don't stink. Like seriously, like all all seriousness. Fuck you. <laughs> like seriously, we do this for fun. We joke around all the time, but a fucking monkey can come on here and do this. Well, do, yeah. Especially Thank if you listen to Christian's uh, solo cast. Aww. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank no, you. I didn't, mean that. I didn't mean that. I meant thank you for what he said. No, right? Sorry. Like, let's let's Sorry. be realistic here. We're not we're not like I don't know. We're not curing disease or anything. We're on here. We're shooting shit, talking. About what the fuck is that? Right, right. And and, and, and no one's our... listen. No one's sucking. Our, the other thing is people get used to getting their dick sucked by some of the listeners. We don't get that. We're not one of those tier one shows. We would like where... that. <laughs> like that. Hey, I, I don't mind being side adored. suck. Oh no, I'm not I physically having my talking, cock to, talking to you, Jerry H. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying they're used to getting their dick sucked. They're used to this this attention and they think that they think because of it. But this is what oh. they said. I'll even go back to it. I'll even tell you what I said. I messaged them. I won't say who they are. I said, and I'll tell you why I got the idea. Because the guy did it for shockwaves. The guy was sitting on his ass one day. He got the smart idea that I kicked myself for not having to do a, a group page for Shockwaves because all of a sudden he has an amazing group with just as many members as we have, but like 10 times the activity that would make me thrilled to have that much activity. But that's another story. So I said, Oh man, great idea. You have that. Awesome. I'll do it for another tier one show. So <laughs> I, I, I did it and hoped that that would happen mostly because I get to meet new listeners, make new friends and promote our show too. I, I'm not going to bullshit. That's what I'm trying to do. So what, you know, it's all for fun. So anyway, I messaged him. I said, hello, as a listener and podcast host as well, as a group page admin myself, I've created a, a group page for the podcast. If you would like to join and or promote it, please do. If you don't approve that I made it and would like me to cancel it, I understand. I just wanted to let you both know before I did anything with it. Thanks and keep doing what you're doing. Then they got back to me later and they said, hi, Dave. Thanks for reaching out. We're very picky about what we put into the world and moderating the discussion with our listeners. So if you could cancel the page, it would be much appreciated. And that was it. (laughs) Brandon looks like Twilight. (laughs) Why? This is the Shockwaves Horror Movie Club. That's another group I was talking about. Yeah, why? this This isn't the group that you're talking about right now? No, the Shockwaves Movie Club was already created. I thought so you were talking about this is the guy who who created it, who you reached out to. This this Ryan guy. Yeah, that Ryan's in a. What, what is that? That has nothing to do with the other thing I did here. Oh, I'm just into shaming people tonight. Oh no, Ryan! I told you last show that Ryan is fine because he lets me post my stuff up there. Oh, thank you, Ryan. Yeah, Love you. he's fine. He didn't answer me when I asked about help with you know moderating or anything, but that's okay. Whatever, he lets me put the stuff up there, and so be it. And. Whatever. I mean, they're all down with whatever's down. But I, I, I took his idea and went to another top tier podcast. Oh, okay, okay. So I thought I could do, and I thought I could strike gold with what he did with 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 the Shockwaves page. I could do it with this page, but they declined me. So that was the end of that. So anyway, that's all. That's all the shaming that, that needs to be done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll let Why? it go. 
You gotta say something. Say it. No, it just it's it's angering. It pisses me off. It's like it's <laughs> stupid. It's. <laughs> I agree. It pisses me off too. But when you get your dick sucked so many times, you start thinking differently about things. Apparently, you start coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never change. Let that be known. I don't yeah. care how. I don't care if we have fifty thousand listeners. Agreed. Uh, hey, you guys ever see that movie, The Faculty? Yeah. The one that won Best Picture out oh, of our did. group of the yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah, it did. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's a horror movie called The Faculty. So, Are you okay, Dave? Am I missing something? <laughs> yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm saying something without actually saying it. That's what I'm doing. Some people may catch on. And I'm going to leave it at that. Ah, not... shit. If anyone catches on, please let me and Christian know. Yeah. Like now, even though, not, we haven't, even though we haven't aired he's this. He's shaming someone. <laughs> yeah. He's shaming someone. I'm not naming any names. But he's but... shaming someone. Yes. So the person who, who's talking about the faculty, like nobody's ever heard of it before, <laughs> fuck you. Because <laughs> <laughs> clearly that's what he's getting at. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay, listen. We got to do a lot of stuff tonight. We got reviews. We're doing this. is our April Fool's special. We're doing April Fool's Day. We're doing Slaughter High. There's yeah. a reason Slaughter High is being done. And... Yeah, and we're doing our, our triple R's and uh, a lot of reviews, having some fun. Should we, we discuss, bef- before we get to the emails and voicemails, should we go right to that or should we discuss the the stuff on our group page about what the listeners wanted to hear from us? Because we talked about it last show but then didn't do it because of time constraints. we got to talk about it. Yeah. Want to talk about it? Okay. People Let's seem to it. be happy with, uh, they listen to the show, they seem to be happy with what we're doing. I, I believe they are happy with what you're doing, with what we're doing, not you. Specifically but, me, yeah. Well, you, you too, you know. But <laughs> so It's been a little while since we put it out there, right? I mean, it's probably been a month. And I think I put it out there. I said, what would you like to see from Exploding Heads in 2017? And then Retirement plans. <laughs> Sorry, I think I've said that before. <laughs> We got a lot of cool responses, and I let me tell you, there are so many things with 2017 in our group page, you wouldn't believe it. Because like literally right now, I'm trying to find that thread, and I typed in 2017 under the search engine, and holy cow, the word 2017 comes up on our group page like constantly. Well, that's what we decided to stick to, and that's I think that's been great. I actually enjoy that a lot. The fact that we've really, even in the year of the slasher, we're still killing it with the 2017s, especially with the triple R's. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk about modern movies, like being yeah, yeah, everybody else. And we're we're definitely sticking true to that, even when we're not doing. We kind of changed the format. We kind of. Yeah. But I like that. I kind of. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a feature review, but we're still talking. We're actually talking about more modern films without them being feature reviews sometimes yes we are we're having a lot of fun with it i like it i mean we're always changing the format well not always but we're always doing things okay i got it i found it this is what it said had to steal this from jp because he did the same thing in, in 22 shots and I yeah it's great yeah what do you want from exploding heads in 2017 so i put this up at the end of january haven't had time to get to it until now this is what you guys wanted. We're going to talk about it. Jason Lloyd says, uh, <laughs> no more cinematography jokes. Perfect. Christian likes that. I like cinematography jokes. Why doesn't... <laughs> oh. He doesn't like it. It's not... It, you know what it is? 
It's like how I don't like hello, hello. Same. Hello, hello. That wasn't loud by any means. It was was. awful. Here's the deal. Back to, back to hello, hello or hello, hello. Christian put it up, and when Robert England does it, it sounds fine. But when anybody else does it, they exaggerate it and they put a whole other spin on it that makes it less than stellar to me. That's all. Oh, it was supposed to be utterly annoying. That's where it started from. I wanted to... Oh, it's, you succeeded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I thought Christian was utterly annoying well before I allow it out. <laughs> Can we get your dad back in here? He seems like someone hey. I want on the show. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? I don't live with my dad. <laughs> well, who is that? Strange man who was in your bedroom before. It's Dr. Lipschitz. <laughs> your proctologist. Yeah, it's my in-home so, proctologist. Uh, <laughs> Rudy Neal says, where is the unlike button? Because he, he likes, obviously, he likes cinematography jokes. Ah. Uh-huh. So, see? I thought he just uh. wanted to know because he so, accidentally liked uh, Christian's solo cast. There's no accidentally about <laughs> Christian. What do you think about the cinematography and yogurt hosers? <laughs> okay, I'll leave it alone. Piss poor. Yeah, what do you think of it, you big ghouly muppet? <laughs> yeah, the ghouly muppet. I can't yeah. help it if all the good taglines are mine. <laughs> yeah, you do have a lot of good taglines. You are good for that. I agree. Yeah. No, I mean in, in, in a nice way. You're good. You're you good earned yourself tagline. another show. You know what? This is why we should have 50,000 followers, and this is why we should be trending. Because people should be hashtagging all this shit. It should be hashtag clickety-clackety. Hashtag cinematography. Hashtag exploding heads. Just get that stuff going Hashtag Christian's hot. (laughs) Hashtag Brandon's the whitest person alive. Twilight. You look like Twilight. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Hashtag Dave Z Nation. Christian's solo cast is trending on some German scat porn sites. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway what okay, else what else do they want to hear from otherwise us? Yeah. this will be an hour long okay <laughs> jason lloyd again says give 22 shots and other podcasts a chance to be number one on the network no Ooh. chance well yeah. to be fair and this is something that we might start to see especially as we grow the youtube channel is they're very big on youtube because of moods channel they are, and that's you? always been the case. I mean, we've always known that, and even though we yep. bust their balls every time we beat them, is if you go onto Mooj's channel, which is where most people listen, that's where I started listening to their podcast from, they get close to 1,000 views per show on there. That's true. That so fuck true. that answer. We're not going to yeah. get 22 shots a chance to get, because yeah, they're going to own YouTube. They can have 10,000 listens. Yeah, and yeah. I, don't care. I wouldn't care if they were number one on here if we have 1,000 views on YouTube as well. Agreed. <laughs> So, right. who cares if half their broke. views come from Indonesia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Upside down house umbrella, squiggly line, squiggly line. It's their number one fan. Hey, but in all seriousness, now we're joking and busting balls. By the time this comes out, maybe ex- maybe twenty two shots does, did take the number one spot for uh, February. Absolutely, you never know. No. I doubt it, but you never know. No. Hey. We, got, we got Hellraiser. We're all pretty close, man. We all we all got it going on. And if it's whoever, yeah. honestly, whoever yeah. it is, I'm happy because I'm friends with everybody on the network. So I'm very happy because it's me. Jason Grace says heads that explode. Our heads can explode one of these days, right? Absolutely. Not, not, not 2017. Well, no, heads do explode when we give exploding head ratings, don't we? Don't we say that? Sometimes? Have we been doing that? We haven't really been doing the head the head ratings. Tonight we'll do it. I'm yes. gonna read. 
invent it, reintroduce it tonight. What do you guys say? Back. Yeah, Mild sounds good. ear, nose, and throat problems. Mar- <laughs> a year and a half, I still have no idea what that ear, nose, and is. throat. <laughs> Marco says a Galileo episode. Uh-huh. Uh, well, we were talking about Christian's that, right? Gems. If our slasher episode is going to be like North American slashers so that we don't piss everybody off and say what's considered a slasher, what isn't considered a slasher. I think by calling it North American slashers, I think that solves yeah. a lot of that. And then we can lead up to with the, the, the Galileo show. I totally agree. Shallow. I agree. I agree. Cool. Okay. Jerry says a uh, top 20 best exploding heads in horror history. That would be fun. It's going to take time though. And I already know what the number one one is. We already know that. Well, I agree. I won't say a word. I won't say a word. I could tell you that one man is responsible for three on the top five. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But yeah, I think in the future we can do that. I think I know who said man is. Well, uh, what's his initials? Uh, T.S. You're right. Okay, nice. Okay. <laughs> Let's move Christian's on. Like, Christian's like, who is it? No. Christian, no. Dawn of the Dead, the Prowler, and uh, Maniac, of course. Nice, nice. And Maniac Beautiful. would probably be my, it's probably my number two. Ganners takes number one, and it will not be dethroned until we dethrone I, I, our movie. The shock value of Scanners and Maniac definitely make them the uh, the two standouts. Agreed. Okay, JP says. Sorry, JP says. No, no, I'm just trying to go through it. JP says this. No, he's contributing. He's, <laughs> he says, pick your poison. Each of you pick a film for one another. I like that idea. Oh, he's right, but he has great, some great ideas. We should actually start doing that for our review section because honestly, even though I've talked about we talked about the movies that we're gonna do for our challenge of movies we've only seen once or haven't seen or want to rewatch because we didn't like, I haven't been doing it because I've been focusing okay. so much on slashers and 2017 and 86 and now the trivia show. And to be honest, if Dave picked for me and said, "Hey, you're gonna watch." Um, Bride of Frankenstein, because you never saw it. And I tell Christian, you're going to watch The Descent again. And Christian tells Dave, you're going to watch Bright Night for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be that would be something that we could start doing, just to have an extra, one of our random reviews thrown in by by each other for someone, from one of the other guys. Good idea. That's what we'll do. Starting next show, we'll start changing. Yeah. It won't be an every show thing. It'll just be every, no. whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that's great. Thank you, JP. Good idea. Yeah, definitely. Debbie says director spotlights. Expose. Yes, director spotlights are the twenty-two shots. Uh, yeah, they do those well. The twenty. So we use the, expose uh, because it's, it's almost like exploding. Expose. Oh, nice expose. Mm-hmm. How about explose? Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> okay, explose. Right. See, that's sounds why, Italian. That's why we're a that, team. That's why we right. keep me around. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Christian yeah, comes up with back in. <laughs> Christian comes up with good ideas, and I make them better. Hey, I, I'm all for that. <laughs> well, we kind of did it with Clive Barker. Remember we had the Clive Barker special? Yeah, and I think yeah. that's probably what people are referencing. A lot of people like that show, and we, uh, we had a lot, I had a lot of fun doing that show. That's a great show. I like well, the director's spotlights where we kind of focus on the, the less popular of the director's films. It's a little bit more obscure. Not that those films are obscure, but, you know, we didn't... Well, now we've done Hellraiser, but we didn't immediately go to Hellraiser and No, we didn't Night want Breed. 
Yeah. We didn't want to start doing Hellraiser right off the bat. That would like be a it. good. That would be a good idea for a um, listener's choice. Would be they basically pick the director. Oh, you know what? We already have that chosen for us. Remember, Del Toro. Yeah. And the movies we voted on. It was Del Toro. Yeah. Really? Well, someone just suggested we do a Del Toro show, oh, and okay. then they said, "What movie should they do?" When there was a vote. That's all. That's what happened. It just, nice. Started you, me- you know the movies off the top of your head? No, I do not. But I have it written down somewhere, so that's all that matters. Okay. Cool. I like we'll Del Toro. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Hey. Our plate for 2017 is is almost full for big shows. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. For big shows, yeah. For other shows, no. So, so honestly, if we don't get to the stuff in 2017, we'll get to it when we do. But we're gonna try. To. If we like the idea, of course we're gonna do it. I mean, come on. Why would we not? Okay, Amanda, maybe do some more franchise reviews, or like a top ten each of yours all time favorite horror movies. I think we'll get to that. I'm saving all these things. I'm going to screen cap everything yeah. you guys say. I like the idea be... of a top 10 all-time horror because that's something I've never really done. I've done it on the Skeleton Crew once. I've never know. really thought about it. What do you mean? Talk, we did, didn't we do that the very first show, talk about what our top 10s were? We talked about like top. five of our – we talked about like some of our favorite movies of all time. But it's like right. to really sit down – like that's what I liked so much about when Watson did it, when he was doing his list show is – Yeah. Like a lot of people might have – kind of been down on his list because it had a lot of modern films on it but that's the stuff he grew up with so yep. it makes sense that those are his favorites it's yep. no different than a lot of the ones that end up being on my list are from the 80s yeah correct and honestly you know sometimes i'm like oh well x y and z are my three favorite films and i'm like are they really i love them but are they really my favorites like i have to really sit down and think about this it takes some time and we will do it it'll be a segment it'll be like an hour-long segment are we'll you guys it. from the belief that a favorite doesn't necessarily have to be a 10 out of 10? I always felt like a favorite is a film I want to watch over and over. Exactly. Like when I'm channel surfing, if I find like, if I find Shaun of the Dead on TV, 99 times out of 100, if, I, if I'm flicking on a channel and I find it, I'm leaving it on and I'm watching it. That's why it's one of my favorite horror comedies. And yeah. a lot of times they are 10s out of 10s. Like a lot of the ones that I, I, I say are my faves, I actually think I give that, that rating. That yeah, I would say sure. I would say the only yeah, exception would be some of the slasher films because if I found like certain slasher films on, I might leave them on. But my ratings on slashers of late, especially with prep for the slasher show, has been a little lower than I've expected to expected it to be. Ooh, Is yeah. This a foreshadow for later tonight. Hmm. Maybe for one, maybe for two, maybe for none. Maybe hmm. fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. How about this? Nelson says, in line with 40 favorites over 40 years, your top 20 of all time. Oh, so he's basically saying the same thing. Like a round robin, like we did the 40 in the 40 years. The three the three of us go around and give 20. This is my same thing. Same thing as 10, but a, a, a little different. Same thing as 10, just double. Yeah, in the presentation. <laughs> because we can just give a top 10 and say 10, The Exorcist, 9, so a, a top, high. Yeah, you know? so a top 10 would be like, a top 20 would be like a top 10 twice. Yeah. Top 10 times two. Times two. If you must. Yeah. <laughs> or, or times four <laughs> divided by two. Uh-huh. Maybe like doing 10 and then adding another 10. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me move Dave's on. not impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm, 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 I'm trying to move the show along for your guys' sake. Because I can sit here and do a six-hour show every fucking time. You guys get tired after three hours. So I am rushing. 
<laughs> yeah. That's true. Why is it always you and I that get tired, Christian? Dave's the old guy, and he's like... <laughs> I'm, I'm never the old guy, and I never get tired. This is how you I've been get, all my life. You never get... Well, you technically, of the three of us, you're the old guy, but you never do get tired. That's why I'm not the old you're guy. Not That's old. why I stay young. You're not much older than I am, are you? Aren't we almost the same age? You might be two years older than me. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I'm you're forever a baby, young. Baby Christian. Yeah. You're a baby. I'm a baby. In defense, <laughs> in defense, the job that I work now... Not, doesn't require me to be i mean i guess it does i'm not doing a lot of hardcore thinking on the job i'm driving and yeah you should be rested when you drive but i'm very <laughs> complacent with what i'm doing and i could sleep for five hours a night, not every single night but i can get a night where i get five hours sleep and go to work the next day and it's not the end of the world but i've had other jobs before where i can't do it <laughs> i've had some tough Air traffic jobs controller. Can... <laughs> right you, you gotta be on the ball you know? Brain brain surgeon. Brain surgeon. Yeah, but right now, I, I I can always stay up all night long. My daughter's the same way. Nobody, we don't fall asleep. We have to be. Well, she's a child, but I mean, I could say she has to be told to go to sleep. Although she's, you know, she's too old to be told. She should know when the time comes to go. But the what I'm getting at is, we have to go to sleep. We don't yeah. fall asleep. I'm not just sitting there talking and fall asleep. It doesn't happen. You know, I have to say, okay, it's 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 one thirty, Dave. Shut off the television and put yourself to bed. Enough is enough. I have to do this every night. Do you tuck so, yourself in? I, I I I play with myself and I pass out. I don't know what you want to call it. You know, we <laughs> should or, get that up or, on the YouTube channel. Or I have sex with my wife. If my wife's with me, you know, I do that and fall asleep. You know, so is either way. Speeding the show. Did you just say you have sex with your? <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. Let me He's move so on. Let me move. I'm not pissed off. I'm rushing for you guys. I don't want you guys to be moaning and groaning in two hours as you're tired. And Christian don't not be talking. A, don't be a right? Russian. <laughs> yeah, I'm Italian, right? Oh. Be Italian. Don't be a Russian. So a Friday the thirteenth, take a drink retrospective, Rudy Neal. Gotta happen. <sighs> Some point. It's been maybe a year. not this year, but maybe not this year, but it, it's gotta happen. I don't know. Brian Christopher, top 10 kills of all time. Another good idea that's going to take a lot of research. But we'll do it. We will do it. SC. SC. More franchise shows would be awesome. So here we go. It's franchise talk. Okay. Xavier more West. More franchise shows from SC. Yep. More more Matt Wazell. Well, Matt Wazell, he hit, suddenly he's available more now. <laughs> so. So no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, at least on Halloween once a year, and anytime Matt wants to jump on, yeah. Um, Adam Hirsch says, um, full Hellraiser franchise review. Full. The trilogy wasn't enough. No, nope. Never going to nope. happen. Nope. Go to, go to 22 Sorry. Shots. Yep, and that's what JP says right below. He says, come over to 22 Shots for that, my friend. Dave Z said no. Not just Dave Z. <laughs> these guys, too. Yeah, we're all saying no to that. Yes. And then Adam Hirsch says, I like cinematography. So another check mark in the cinematography category. We're happy with that. Uh, Mr. Watson wants to see skits. Maybe someday. Jason Lloyd would like to hear skits. Maybe someday. Yeah. You know, one thing at a time. How about a cinematography skit? There you go. <laughs> Make everybody happy. Yes. Yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Uh, <laughs> Jill. There she is again. Jill Ann said, Freddie, Jason, and Michael. A lot Jeff? of 
Yeah, Kim. Yeah. A lot of franchise <laughs> talk from Kim. A lot of franchise talk from everybody. What? Okay, we're almost to the end, so let me let me tell you the idea I'm going to propose. I love the franchise shows. I just thought it's, but we didn't want to do franchise shows because I no. did so many with my other shows, and so is Christian. But I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the franchise shows, to be honest. To, I'm doing them. It's a lot of work. I love the movies. No, no, no. When they, I'm talking Freddie, Jason, Michael franchise. The stuff that I. That oh, like, that that I would. That, I mean, I definitely want to. I would do all three of those. Yeah. Well, I just just, so that's the thing. just did Friday the Thirteenth pretty much twice over. We're not quite at the twice over mark yet. Halloween, I just did it with the other show earlier the uh, or later in last year. And Wait, you hello, do another hello. show? Do you we... do another show? <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it now. For those of you that don't know, I'm not doing postmortem radio anymore. So it is goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> no shame in his game. It's just the truth, you know? Uh, Derek B. says, um, an Asian horror episode guest starring yours truly. Uh-huh. Well, uh, half that idea sounds good. I agree. <laughs> I'm just, I'm well, just kidding, DB. But which half? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, DB. We don't want you on the show. <laughs> we love we are you a long time. Ah, very good. We are going to do it. We talked about it many times. We talked about it like the first few episodes. We even named the movies. We said we were going to bring to the table and discuss them. So it's coming. It, it, it's going to happen. Just, you know, Brandon, Brandon, Derek will be in touch with you. <laughs> That's the second time I've called. all the time. Yeah, Derek and Brandon. For some reasons. Uh, I, I did that news. one time. I, I made a joke yeah. in the show. It's on the show about Brandon taking it in the, or, or uh, Derek taking it in the rump. But I was meeting Brandon. <laughs> But Derek's name came out. So if Derek oh, Derek takes it in the rump, too. <laughs> and, I was, and I was all jealous of Derek after you made that comment. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, Can we talk about any fun. horror movies tonight yet? We're going to. Uh, Abraham, the Ram Man. I'm assuming a lot of us here are parents or they have young nieces and nephews. i personally like for you guys to do an episode or segment discussing films that you think are good, appropriate, to introduce kids to. Oh, good idea. Uh, Serbian <laughs> film. Necromantic. <laughs> Serbian film, the ending. Good father-son bonding experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Literally. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, that, that actually is a good idea. It is a good idea. And then Neil Robson gives a great answer. Keep doing what, you, what you've been doing. I think just go with the flow, especially, obviously, with some thought. Keep focusing on newer films with an old film. Really like that format. <sighs> Sorry, we haven't been doing it too much lately. No, but, but we, ha- we kind of have. It just hasn't been in our traditional right. old new. It's just been a lot of all over the place with the random reviews being old and new and then the feature review either True. being new or old. So True. it's just, but we've been hitting, we've been hitting a lot, I think. The triple R's have definitely brought anything up to the forefront. You yeah, know, yeah. That's true. You're right. Good for it. Then he says, looking forward to the segments you have each, i.e. found footage, hidden gems, etc. Canadian horror. So we're going to get to that, too. Okay. So we got so much to do. There is so much to do. and We're not going anywhere, and there's no timetable. So Man, I'm tired. Bottom line. You're tired? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> we finished that part. Part done. But guys, check it out. I've been thinking about this. Because we don't want to talk about Friday the 13th, 
and, and, and Halloween and Elm Street, because we've all done, well, I've done it to death, but it seems like people still want to hear it. Here's what I'm thinking we should do. Tell me what you think about this. How about we do all of them at once? And what I mean is... That's a lot of movies. Hold on. <laughs> not, not, every, not every movie. Every... We'll have random shows where we talk about... Check it out. We one talk about each? Friday the 13th, Take a Drink, Part 1. Halloween, 78, and Nightmare on Elm Street, 84. We just discussed the part one of that series. Then another time we could do the part two of that series. It's something like that. This, this then, is why you're our leader. Yeah, that's a great idea. You like it? Oh, cool. <laughs> now, when we get to Halloween three, we can't because we've already done Halloween three, but we could do Friday three. We could do um, Nightmare on Elm Street three. And maybe for shits and giggles, we'll throw in like Texas Chainsaw three or something. Or oh, Wrong Turn three. Or Leprechaun three. No, they're not sleep, heavy. Sleepaway sleep away 3. Done done that. Can't do that. Okay, then we'll do um, Halloween 3. No, we'll do Halloween 3 again without Wazelle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. No trivia. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll do. We'll do it on Halloween, and instead of doing Halloween 3, we'll just have Matt come on and do trivia. Because Matt hasn't talked about Friday the 13th Part 3 enough either. So, yeah, why not have him back for that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but seriously, don't you do you think that's a good idea to do it? We'll do it slowly, just randomly we'll do that? It is a good idea. I like it. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So there you go. We're coming back. Okay. That's the end of that. Thank you, guys. Now we have a few emails and a voicemail. Before, before I get to the email, the first one here isn't exactly an email. It was a message sent by Jim K. Style, who occasionally – sends me the message on Facebook, and we put it on the show. So let me get to Jim K's latest message. And this is going to be really quick because we've kind of covered it, but in case anyone else was wondering, this is what he says. In recent times, I've been developing, pardon me, documenting the films I watch each year. I'll list the film, the year, and rate it just to compare when I watch it again to see how it's changed or stayed the same. What's really bugging me is the year of the film. You go on Debbie, and it has one year. You go on Wikipedia, and it's another. Sometimes I'll watch the end credits, and it won't list the year, like a found footage, for an example. You hear podcasts, and they don't even agree on the date. In the old days, it was fairly straightforward. But now some films are shown in other continents or countries first. They're featured in the States or Canada. You also have some shown at film festivals, like TIFF, one year, and released on a widespread basis the following year. Let's try to end the debate. Is it when the film was first shown, or do you feel it's when it was widely distributed to audiences? What do you do with a film, using the term loosely, and might not be the best example to use, like Sleepaway Camp for The Survivor? No, that's a piece of shit. Is it 1992 or 2012, because production was ridiculous there? Another interesting one for a discussion. I agree. We've, all, we've said, we've really stuck to, it's the year it's been wide released. Then we did February, and it was my number one of 2016, and that argument got thrown <laughs> right out the window because it's coming out this year as a, for most people to be considered as their 2017 release. It actually played that was a, that was a That was like a once in a – that was a fluke. That was a fluke yeah. because it was we had our screener. Yeah. We had our screener, and it was said to us that this movie was coming out this year. So just because they, they pulled the rug out from yeah. under us yeah. – 
that you also had ma- you also had masks on your top ten, which was made in two thousand eleven. Absolutely. So I, I so I'm going with it. I told you, Dawn of the Dead. Is yeah, a 70, I, 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 man. Yeah, seventy nine. I because... like I like the distribution. I like the, the wide distribution in North America because that's where we. Yes. Are. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Wide distribution. That is the way to go. And I now he says sometimes it says. You know, you go on the B and it says one thing, and in Wikipedia it says another. Well, I, I will extend this. I'll extend my middle finger to Wikipedia is what I'll extend because no, I don't care what Wikipedia says because I can write that on Wikipedia. The B, sadly, is the best thing we have and really the only thing that I consider to be official. It's like USA Today used to be for me when I used to read the paper and I used to have to do uh, scores for fantasy football because you know. It's a long story, but there's local papers and there's, there's the Buffalo News and there's the USA Today. I chose to go with the stats on USA Today because it seemed more official. It's a national publication. I consider the B to be like the be all end all, if you will. I don't know. Except, what do you guys think? No, I hear you. That's what we have been using as well. Uh, don't you guys miss the message boards? I actually didn't uh, think I was going to miss them. I miss them. I'll tell you why. I stopped using them a while ago, so... Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, every time I watch a confusing movie, like, for example, Therapy. When I got to the end of Therapy, I wanted a little more explanation. So I went to the... Unconsciously... You didn't watch a confusing movie. You watched an incomplete movie. Whatever it is, you'll get get to it on your triple R, I think. (laughs) Either way, when I see something that confuses me, I go to the message board because nine times out of ten, there's some guy there that says, I'm confused, spoilers. And then people weigh in, and somebody usually comes in there and says, no, no, this is what happened. Think about it. And they explain it. And that, if it wasn't for that, there's a lot of movies I would not have figured out. Granted, I guess you can Google it, what happened at the end of A Tale of Two Sisters. Or some, and, and then you will find it somewhere. But it was so yeah. easy just to go to the yeah. message board. And, it would, and it's actually really good for the newer movies that really aren't posted up on you know Wikipedia or anywhere else right away. Usually, first day of release, you can find three pages of spoilers about it. On IMDb. Yeah. So that's best. I go with the B. Yeah, I go with the B. It's it's the top of the the, the, the food chain for. Uh, no, I de- I definitely do. I mean, I miss it a little. I stopped using it in terms of participating in it, but it it is nice to have access to when you're confused about something. And obviously, we don't anymore. Well, we know we know better. I mean, I, I listen to podcasts sometimes, and they'll be doing a <laughs> a brand new movie every day. But I'm saying. I listen to them a lot, and sometimes a new movie, for example, like Get Out. We know Get Out's a damn 2017 movie. But sometimes new movies come out, and they'll be reading it from from the B, and they'll say, Get Out, from 2016. And just because the B says it was filmed and produced in 2016, it does happen with some new movies. It wasn't released until 2017. It's just... That's just the way it is. Yeah, it was made in 2016. I mean, most of the films are made the year before. Right. They take a while. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's the best answer we got. We go with the B, and we go with when it was wide released in North America, because that's where we are. And But here's what's weird, Christian. The whole 1979 thing is crazy, because don't tell me for years you haven't seen people writing that down. Dawn of, not, not for years. Ever since the remake came out, when people talk about it, Dawn they'll say Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Yes, in parentheses, 1978. Now, if that movie was made nowadays, 
Nobody in the States would say that was 1978. They would all say 79 because that's when it came out here, not Italy. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm so, king. Yeah, you're something, all right. Shit, I'm king. <laughs> yeah. And as far as Sleepaway Camp 4, I don't know. That that was released in 2000. It shouldn't have been released anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Should yeah, have been the cutting, the cutting room be floor. Destroyed. <laughs> destroyed. Well, we destroyed it in, in our manner of speaking, you know? Okay. Another email. Oh, speaking of emails, guys, I, uh, I, I the latest show only dropped three, four days ago. I've already got three people asked to be on the mailing list. So keep it up. I want as many people as possible. And the mailing list will be coming out. And it will be discussing everything that we're doing here, every movie that we're going to be reviewing on the next show, or even discussing it all. So get on it. Get ahead of the game. Exploding Heads Horror Podcast at gmail.com. And there you go. Asked to be on the mailing list, and, and there you have it. But now, what do we have for mail? There it is. Okay, it's Marco. Question for your podcast. We actually touched on this a little bit ago. We, sp- we spilled the beans a, 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 a tad bit, but check it out. Hey, you sexy beasts. This question is mainly for Dave, since I know that you are the guy who loves Galileo movies. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, Brandon and Christian can answer, too. So the question is, what are your top five Galileo, I mean, Jallo movies? Also, what are your thoughts on the Suspirio remake? Much love, Marco V. So, somebody want to answer that? Well, I mean, we're not obviously going to say our top five since we're planning on a show, right? There you go. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> we're going to do our top 20. Are we we going to do five? Or, or that 10. seems like a lot. Or so, top two. Yeah, top two. <laughs> I thought top five sounded good. Top ten, top ten sounds good. Top twenty, we're doing. No. I'm gonna do a top twenty, then a top fifty. Okay. No. I nope. give you my other option. Top seven. All right. <laughs> All right. Fine. Eight. At least, at least a top five. At least a top five, if not a ten. Whatever it is. This is weird because I've said it many times. This is the best ideas are created organically. And no, I like the idea of no more than 10. And I came up with a rule because I was thinking about this. Every director can only be represented with one film. Oh, <laughs> boy, I'm in trouble. <laughs> well, yeah, well, no, because look, everybody knows. Look, I'm the same way as you, Dave. Christian's an Argento fan, too. We're all big Argento fans. It would be kind of just to make it a little bit more... Exciting. You'd have to give her gentle two at least. I, I say I say we go with one. It gives us an opportunity to watch more giallos that we haven't seen. How much time do we have? We're watching a million slashers. Ah, <laughs> fuck me then. We're building our way up. Uh, I don't right. know. So it'll be know. our top ten our gentle films. Well, yeah, I, I get what you're getting at. You don't want it to be six Five. original films. Maybe like maybe 10. I'll follow maybe I'll follow that rule. And Maybe you, guys you just will. Have all my Jello films on there. Well, because here's the deal. He says that I am the guy who loves Jellos, and I do love them. But truth be told, I've seen all the Argento ones, and that's what got me into it. But outside of that, honestly, I've only watched about twenty others. If you want a guy that loves Jellos, you talk to Moose. That guy, that guy's seen more Jellos than I've probably seen movies. So. <laughs> It is what it is. I I do love Jallos. I just don't have, haven't spent as much time with them as I. Because a lot of the other ones that I have seen, to me, maybe I'm just a fanboy. They just didn't compare 
to the Argenos. It's just I enjoyed them. Some had some were gorier and things like that, and some had things going for them. I just didn't get the same love. Gorier, gorier. Yeah. Gorier. No, I'm thinking gorier. I know gorier. I fucked it up. I know you did. So listen, the bottom line is this. Show 50 is the big one. So either show 40 or show 45, we will do a Giallo show. We'll talk about Giallos. We'll have a list of some kind. Top six. Top whatever. Argeno or not. Top ten, bottom three. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that too. (laughs) too. (laughs) We'll do that. We'll, We'll do a Giallo show. We'll definitely get on it. So thank you, Marco. Great idea. Oh, but before we go. What about the Suspiro you make? I'll tell you what. I know he's targeting me. <laughs> before we go. Before we go from... Before know. we go from this segment to doing yes. the next eight hours of the show. Yes. Yes. Before that. Suspiro remake, I am now more opened to it. I am. Um, I, I like all the actresses that are going to be in it, and it's being done by an Italian, I believe. I am open to it. I think it's going to be a stylized, artsy type of film, as it should be. And I'm not opposing it, so dare I say I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it now. So I've come I, a long way. I've been on board since day one. I've said that this is the type of film that can work as a remake the same way like Maniac did. I'm very excited for it. October 13th, 2017, Suspiria. <laughs> is that Friday the 13th? That, that was Friday the 13th's date. <laughs> That's why we're doing a live show that day, so I could gloat about how I was right, and then I'm still here in this chair doing my thing, and Suspiria's out. So it's going to be a special, like, what are they, what is, what is, what's his name call it? Mark Nato? He has guttural reactions. We're going to have our, we're going to have exploded header reactions on, um, uh, we're going to watch Hetero reactions? Exploding head. Hetero reactions. Exploding (laughs) hetero reactions. Christian, Christian's never tried a hetero reaction. So. <laughs> well, oh, man. We're going to do it. We're having a Friday night show. We're going to talk Suspiria, and we're going to talk how Friday the 13th did not come out, and Dave was right. So, yeah. All right. Let's get on with this. We have a voicemail, just one. Mm. And let's check it out. Let's see what this guy has to say here. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, so I've just finished up the uh, the Hellraiser episode. First off, great episode. Uh, nice touch getting Lauren S. Carter on there for that. Like, I, yeah, I loved it. Uh, disagree with you guys. Uh, your bloodline is you know, clearly superior to both two and three, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, so but there was one thing that you guys said here at the end. I couldn't wait to, uh, I couldn't wait to get home to finish it. I had to call you guys. Um, I believe it was Dave that said that uh, the invitation – uh, or, uh, was talking about uh, Sharknado and how he refuses to watch it. But movies like The Invitation get, uh, don't get watched. I'm telling you, that's what I've been feeling the entire time about those movies. And I've been afraid to say it because, you know, people look at me like I'm a pretentious idiot. So I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And I love that statement. So I just want to give you guys a little bit of props on that. So, all right, y'all, y'all be good. You're welcome. All right. Who was that from? Thank you. He didn't say who it was. That was from Cordell. (laughs) It wasn't from Cordell. 
I'll tell you what, though. It's from somebody in the Dave Z Nation, though. I can tell you that. that that's my homie from the Dave Z Nation, because you hear what he said. I love a fanboy. The guy that downloaded your podcast 800 times. Another guy. <laughs> <laughs> another guy that knows the score. He knows that I know what I'm talking about. And No, we all agreed with you. That's I agree with you on that. Yeah. I thought I that was the smartest Bloodline. thing you've ever said. I said Bloodline was better than three. I don't agree it's better than two. No, no it's not better than two. No. no. It's crazy. I'm not, I'm not talking about the Hellraiser talk. I just wasn't going to even bring that part up. because. Oh, I, that was the only part I cared about. Oh. You don't care that I was right. You don't care that Sharknado gets all the attention in a movie like The Invitation doesn't, and that's why I don't like Sharknado. I hear what you're saying. Personally, I don't care. Sharknados exist. They're stupid. So be it, but you're right. To take attention off of a movie that's more deserving of it, th- yeah. Right? It's sin. like The Walking dead. dead. Fuck. It's like The Walking Dead. <laughs> the Walking Dead crowd that a lot of them left because it got too gory episode one this season. And I oh, and I said, God. good riddance. I had to defend that so hard because I had people saying that to me, saying, oh, it got a little... T-. I'm like, it's a horror show. I'm like, you, it's, you know, it's a post-apocalyptic a zombie zombies. show. I mean... What do you want? Right. Yeah. Like you have to be like you're watching it because you're watching it because of the character development, but you're not you're still gotta be aware that it is a horror show. What the fucking Gilmore girls? <laughs> right? That could have used some zombies. Yeah. Zombies should be in every fucking show, is what I think. <laughs> well, they pretty much are lately. That's the way it seems there's so damn many of them. <laughs> but yeah. Same thing. The Walking Dead crowd, those people weren't on board. Good. Good riddance, don't let the door hit you in the ass. Same thing. Yes. Sharknado, enjoy it. Whatever. That's fine. But for God's sakes, watch a real horror movie, too. Just And these people aren't, they're not snobs because they're watching something ridiculous like Sharknado. So why not watch, you know, pick a good horror movie from the last couple of years? I saw Sharknado. I saw the first one. It was okay. Maybe eventually I'll see the others. They're ridiculous. They're funny, but. Yeah. I mean. I don't know why. If, I don't know why the film like a film like The Invitation doesn't get more recognition. I don't know why. And then you go to these horror conventions, and it's all the people from Sharknado that show up to sign. <laughs> I'm, notice, I'm noticing that now as I'm starting to get more and more into the conventions that a lot of people that's showing up at the horror conventions aren't really standouts in the horror community. They might have done like one horror film, or they right. do like these TV horror films. It's like, are I got they, nothing are they against horror conventions, though, Or are they comic book conventions with a uh, horror element to them? Actually, the ones I that I look into are, are strictly horror, but they still they still sometimes have, you know, wrestlers and and um, oh, fucking bullshit and musicians <laughs> and other stuff that. <laughs> yeah, all, all that fake stuff. Yeah. Well, listen, everything's fake, first and foremost, but they had to add. Not the invitation. That was real. That happened. Yeah, it did happen. They had to add people to it, to a convention. So sometimes they fill them out. The real big ones don't always have that. They just have horror people. But, you know, any asshole can buy, can buy. We could go there. The Exploding Heads. We could go to a convention and buy a table and be there and promote our shit because we want to promote our shit. But yeah. We don't have the money to. But so, so I can't blame anyone for doing that. And I can't blame anybody for watching Sharknado. Good for you. Good on you. Enjoy it. I, who am I to say? I just said I, I wish more people that gave a Sharknado attention also gave attention to other movies like Creep, which was on Netflix. Yeah, they like need, but they. Uh, what I'm saying is, they need to have more. They need to have m- yeah. more. I don't know, more publicity for these films, more screenings, Maybe more, so. more something. 
Hey, I'm not pretentious, right? Oh, gosh. Lava Lantula, did you say? Yeah. Or Lava Lantula 2? Two lava, two lantula? Oh, stop it. Well, anyway, if it's... Okay, if it's your cup of tea, who am I to say? That's fine. Enjoy it. I mean, I just... I wasn't trying to sound pretentious, and he said he didn't want to say because he thought, but he he knows where I'm coming from, and I wasn't trying to, you know, I'm just but, stating the facts. On a show but, like this, that is not pretentious. I think most no. horror fans would agree. Uh, it's not to say you can't like them, but I, I don't think it's pretentious to say, like, you know, if you're if you're a horror fan because you like Sharknado, you're probably not going to even be listening to this show. True. True. You're right. I wish they would come over in a way, though. I just people that would watch Sharknado would watch real horror. It'd be good for the genre. We need more. Same thing with, and I hate to say it because I enjoyed the show. I'm not up its ass as much as everybody else seems to be. But Stranger Things, normal people watch Stranger Things too, not just horror fans, because it's got a little bit of everything. But horror fans jumped all over it as soon as it came out. We took it as ours. Everybody loved it, and they were so up its ass. But I mean, go go places. Go go go! Be around normal people. They're talking Stranger Things, and at first I was a little taken back by it. Like, normal people, you know what I mean? Normies, regular people, not horror freaks like normies. us. You know, normies. Same thing with Walking Dead. So Stranger Things is kind of like the new Walking Dead, and like Walking Dead, everyone was talking about it for a couple of years, and I'm like, enjoy it. But I hope you've seen the Romero trilogy before you really want to talk about zombies all the time. And again, I'm not trying to be pretentious. It's just the horror geek in me saying. There's more out there besides this that maybe you'd like just as much. That's all. That's, yes, it's the way I See, I think the horror fans are making these shows and these movies their own, and they're making them better for that. Because mm-hmm. if horror fans didn't watch Stranger Things and didn't watch Walking Dead, they'd still have huge viewership, I'm sure, but it wouldn't be. They wouldn't have the, the fan base that they did, the type right. of fan base. No, those shows exactly. are definitely made by horror fans. Uh, yes, but yeah. Sharknado is made by profiteers, and that's the difference. True, you're right. Or, or rocketeers, good point. Or musketeers, three of them. Or musketeers is is one of the musketeers in there? Was the net food a cello in part one? I don't know. <laughs> is is that have creamy nougat in it? <laughs> nougat, yeah. Nougat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. But there's also the horror fans that oppose it. See, I'll talk shit about them, too. Same thing. I listen That's to horror pretentious. podcasts. That's pretentious. They will not watch The Walking Dead. They hate The Walking Dead. That's pretentious. Bullshit. I agree. That's I agree. You don't like a band because it's popular. I don't like a right. movie because it's Fuck popular. Fuck that. Phil Collins is awesome. We do get – horror fans get a little cool. uppity because we're protective of our, our genre. So when things get a little t- too mainstream, people get a little upset. But I'm all for it. Again, if it could bring people in, Hollywood yeah. movies are mainstream. Like, let's face it. So, like all these releases, yeah. whether you agree or not, Get Out is considered a mainstream movie. Yeah. Yep. So, the Witch, Neon Demon, mainstream movies. In a way, yeah. I mean, The Witch was independent. That, but either way, I mean, we could examine independently this made, but put in theaters for right large audiences to see. True. So either so, way, either way, it's ridiculous. People that talk shit about it, or people that won't give real horror a chance. And real horror fans that shit on things just because they think they're too cool for it. So, whatever. That's that. And that's, yeah, there we go. Okay. Let's, uh, what do we got left? We just got our triple R's and our, and our, all we have left is reviews. That's what I'm saying, motherfucker. Rock and roll, right? Rock what do you mean? We, we're, at, we're talking about movies tonight on this podcast? 
one or two. Rock and roll. Tweet. Twiddly. <laughs> Go rock and roll. Gonorrhea. Gonorrhea. Is that what you said? I'm saying, I'm saying Goria. Oh, okay. Goria. Oh, listeners. If you want to be talked to on the show or talked about or heard from, say something stupid. We'll talk about you. Yeah, this is true. Say something on the group page. Join there. You know. Exploding Heads Horror po- Horror Movie Podcast on the uh, on Facebook, Exploding Heads Horror Podcast at gmail.com or or be featured like my homie just was part of the Dave Z Nation. Yeah. Give us a call 702-625-2224. Get on it. And oh, I wanted to say creep show. I've said that word many times. But I, we were asked a question last week by Amanda about soundtracks. I think Creepshow is a very underappreciated horror movie soundtrack, and I should have said that last week, and I'm saying it now. I've never heard that soundtrack before. Overrated. I'm just kidding. Remember you played it over and over again, and Brandon and I couldn't guess what it was <laughs> for yep. the life of us. That's how rememberable it was. And I think Bill Remem- was like, it's Creepshow, y'all. Yeah, man. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah, watch out. Damn, damn. And one more thing I want to do. I'm going to try to do this more often. I do talk other podcasts on the show, but I'm going to randomly just throw out some podcasts that I've been listening to. And I may have mentioned them before. What's that? Exploding Barrel. Oh, we're going to do it. That's a whole other segment. The Exploding iTunes. This is like next show, maybe. Anyway, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm just going to say. Uh, listen to Laughing Horror Podcast, listen to Buzzkill Podcast, Girls in the Back Row, Kill the Cast, and The Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. That's a new one, and it's a solo show, and it's nice and short and good. So yeah, Laughing Horror is, is, is solo, too. I've mentioned these shows before, but I'm going to try to do this more often. I'm going to try to just throw a couple shows out there, just their names, drop them quick every show. So Maybe somebody will do for us, too. But these are shows. I wouldn't say these names. Let me help you pick those up, all those names you've been dropping. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it unless I listened. Yeah. So. I think you dropped this, Dave. Yeah. I, I, I dropped it. You, you dropped this. <laughs> I'm going to drop you in a minute. <laughs> Get that back. <laughs> hey, father. <laughs> you motherfucker, you. Yeah. <laughs> so, triple R's. Um, what's that stand for again? Round Robin Reviews. Oh, yeah. That's why we were singing Rock and Robin. Right. Go Rock right. and Robin, because you're really going to rock tonight. Sweet. All the little birdies. All the chickadees. Oh, okay, forget it. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Brandon doesn't even know the song. No, he's too young. Way well, before this time. Even though Stand By Me is where you really, you really hear it. It's like the first song they play in Stand By Me, the movie. So, anyway. But that's that. Um, triple R's. Who wants to go first? Oh, wait. Somebody's short this week, aren't they? Brandon. Hey. In the pants. You're short, right? I might be short, but I'm fierce. Okay. So you'll go last, short and fierce. Always fierce. I guess I'll start because, yeah, you got to go last, right? Right, B? Because uh, yeah, yeah, you I only have failed. Four. That's okay. Hey, you, you, you usually watch more than everybody, so you're allowed to, uh, to come up short once hey. in a while. That's right? what she said. Once in a while. Okay, so the first movie I got is a movie by the name of Voodoo. Voodoo. And 
Voodoo. Yes, this uh, it's actually found footage, so of course it, it struck my fancy. And well, I really can't wait for someone else to see this. Like I want you guys to watch this. Now, when you hear my rating, I don't know, but I, I want you to watch it. And, I heard and, Doctor Watson and, talk about this on Bloody Bits. Yeah, Watson, I've heard some positive. I've heard some positive stuff about this one. Watson was the one when I listened to it that got me excited. I think he said it was like a six and a half or yeah. something, or and I think he also said that it took a while to get going, but once it got going, it was a great climax. Um, now, <laughs> Watson and I. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> well, I don't know. When you hear what I have to say about this one, I don't know how great it is. But uh, when you shoot it into th- your own face, it's always good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all let's right. Get on with this. Let's get on. Hot <laughs> women. Hot women are a plus. They're in this movie. Danny and Stacy. There, there's this girl. She is. Uh, she moved from New Orleans to California, and her cousin comes to visit her and. Uh, she's really excited because, you know, she's going out to visit her friend in, in Hollywood, L.A., whatever, the whole nine. And she's bringing her camera and she's checking everything out and wants everything on on film. It's kind of like a diary to her father. So she's talking to him a little bit throughout. And they're, they're recording everything. So it is what it is. She goes, she meets her cousin up that she hasn't seen her in a while. She lives with uh, some other college-age people and they're partying. And everything is fine. Ultimately, we come to find out the first night the, the two girls go out drinking. We come to find out that the reason this girl finally decided to leave New Orleans for for her, you know a little vacation to Hollywood was because she came out of a bad relationship back home, and when she ended up, she was she was messing around with a married guy, didn't know he was married. So this guy's wife finds out she happens to be a voodoo priestess. And all kinds of hell breaks through. She says she's going to curse her and this and that. And she's harassing her and yada, yada, yada. Things are getting a little bit crazy. Uh, the guy's still co- trying to contact her, but she's like, no, I want nothing to do with you. So she says, now is the time to bolt. Get me the hell out. Let me take a vacation. Start new. I'm done with this guy. And it is what it is. So she leaves. Uh, and like I said, it's found footage. So things are being kind of... Uh, it's unfolding along the way, and she sees somebody outside, uh, like a woman uh, that's like on like um. How do I explain it? Do you ever like walk down like um? Street. I don't know. What do you call? Not a, a regular of, street. A flight of stairs. Like one of those things where like I, I would call it a shakedown, like at a fish show. But it's like one of these things where you see like different stands and like this guy selling this stuff on, on, on this little stand. The farmers you know, market. Maybe like a farmer's market type thing, but there's like a woman there that's like a, um, she re, she's like a psychic type of woman. There's all different type of people here, you know? Like so a flea she happens, almost. maybe like a flea market in the street. Yeah, something like that. Where So at one point she sees somebody, uh, this woman comes up to her, she takes her hand, says something about these beads she wants to buy, and she acts all crazy and says, hey, something's wrong with her. And she goes, are, 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 are you having a baby? It gets a little weird. You don't know what's going on. And, Honestly, it's interesting for the first 45 minutes or so. What's it going to lead to? We don't know. Then she goes to bed one night. She wakes up, and all hell breaks loose. And ordinarily, this would be something really cool. And I got to tell you, uh, she wakes up, and everything gets too in your face. 
she ends up, uh, there's a wall, and the wall splits open, and she goes into this wall. And it, it, it's, it's, it's almost, picture yourself walking through a carnival haunt, a haunt like in October, a haunted house. That's what it's like for the last half hour of this film. Really? And listen, she sees, the, the first thing she sees are these medieval characters for no reason. The guy dressed up as a knight and something else. Then you see these strange creatures come at her. And then, uh, then she goes into this other room and she's chained up against a wall and these other weird-looking demon things come in and they sniff her a little bit and they walk away. They're like throwing you things one after another. It's really, It really is as if you walked into a haunt. And, oh, let's go in this room and see this. Oh, she let's go over here. She's the one filming well, thing? She is filming at one point in this. She is, for the most of the time, it's her filming. But once this begins... We're led to believe that somebody else is doing the filming, like one of the creatures or some shit like that. Or and, the DP. Oh, or the DP. They kind of loosely allude to it. Listen, it gets crazy. A few times she asks why. Why are you doing this to me? It was just it was just not good. She gets taken into a strange place. And there's just oh, there's a devil comes in. Uh, the devil rapes her. Uh, it's just like one thing after another. And there, she even walks in this one room, and there's like body parts hanging from the ceiling. And I shit you not, these are exactly the same rubbery things you could go to Spirit Halloween and find. You could find like, you know, did you ever see like a, a severed foot or a severed arm hanging yeah. there? Shit, that's what this looks like. It's bad. It 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 just keeps going on and on. And and at one point. She encounters her mother there, and something goes on with her mother because her mother had passed. So she has a conversation with them. And then, bottom line is this. Everything that happens in this climax was just so bad. Uh, everything was below average. The, the, C, the CG was below average. The things that were happening, like I said, it was like going into a haunt. It was. I, I really want you guys to watch this and tell me I'm not wrong about this because that's what I felt like I was watching. I was just like, uh, what am I watching? What's that movie? Uh, freaking, uh, what's that movie that came out when they toured all the haunts? <laughs> uh, oh, Houses October Built? Yes. Like, I, I was like, Houses October Built, one person by themselves. So ultimately, it's too bad that it had to end the way it did and, and do things that it did. But overall, it's just a 5 out of 10 for me. And like, I want people to watch it because I want people to to see if they say what I say about it, how, about yeah. you know, it being a freaking haunt. But that's voodoo. That okay. yeah. Don't bother unless you know you want to talk to me about because I think it'd be fun to talk about. But yeah, voodoo. Cool. Well, I'll go next, I guess. I find for this week, mine are mostly catch ups to 2016. You know the movies that I I, I had on. I still had a ton of movies that I wanted to watch and watched yet. So the uh, the first one, uh, which was on Shutter, was. Uh, a slasher a short film called Lake Nowhere. Mm-hmm. You guys see it? I've not seen it. I've wanted to see Okay, so it got some pretty good buzz. Jason Lloyd raved about it, had it on his top 10, talked about it earlier. He uh, had it on his top 10. Wow. Yeah, a uh, slasher. Sorry. He, he, oh, he, slasher. He does, he does different things. He had it on yeah. his top 10 slasher last year. Uh, it was It was good. What I liked about it was the look of the film. They tried to make it look like an 80s, like you popped into 80s videotape. Uh, and 
you know, it was a Groundhouse videotape, Grindhouse videotape, and so it had all, all these previews, the right, commercials, and they were funny, and, the, and they were entertaining and fun. Then the movie starts, and it gets it gets moving there, and, and again, the look of the film is good. The gore is good. There's a couple of okay kills, and it's gory. But overall, the movie's like, eh. And it feels like it drags, and yet the movie with previews and everything is like 50 minutes long. Five zero. Yeah. So the actual movie itself is under forty five minutes, and it drags. I find it's just that they film it very bizarrely. Like they they leave the camera running almost, and like people are talking, but it feels like you're there's no real rhyme or reason to the conversation. So you're not in. There's nothing to be to pull you in. You're just like, well, this is boring. What am I watching here? And then the scene will cut, and it will focus on two people here and there, but. Some intriguing elements. I'm interested to see what the filmmaker does next. But overall, kind of just ho-hum. I give it like a six and a half out of ten. So maybe that's a little higher than it should be. Maybe maybe I'm hovering more of a six, but I, I did break down six and a half out of ten. Maybe 6.215? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Okay, so wait. Watson Let me just rating. ask you. <laughs> right, there's a Watson rating. Right. Let me just ask you this. There's gore in it, right? Check. It's okay. It seems eighties, right? Check. Is it the is is it the is it the dialogue that holds it back? Definitely. Like okay. like I said, there's a lot of sequences. Not a lot, but within a forty-five minute film, there's there's more than one sequence where the people are playing games. And I was I was trying to get into. It. I'm like, oh, they're trying to get you know people are having beers and drinking and whatever like that. But it wasn't engaging. You weren't drawn into anything. You didn't care about the characters at all. It just happened, and then the next scene came. And I just didn't feel like... The creature, though, I'll give the killer looks pretty cool. The killer looks badass. They did something when they did a close-up of his eyes. They filmed it upside down or something, so his eyes look fucked up. But really, I just said, oh, he's just upside down. But it's cool the way (laughs) they did it. I'll check it out because, you You know, it's things I'm interested in. People got to check it out. 6.5. Right. It depends. A six point five could be like, "Hey, I'll check that out." Like we're right. gonna get to a few of those tonight. Even a six should be checked out in, in a lot of cases. Sure, sure. If one person thinks it's above average, then why not? I, I agree. Brandon, what would you what would you give it? Um, I think I gave it a seven. Okay. Yeah, and again, you know, for the for the gore and just the feel of the film, I understand oh. what he's saying. It definitely. Had had moments where it did feel like it was dragging, even though the whole running time is well under an hour. But uh, I, I enjoyed it, especially since you know the the slashers are so few and far between, especially the ones that have that feel, like the uh, like the eighties ones. And they did a good job there. They definitely did a yeah. good job there. And yeah. I wanted to love this. Like I was, and maybe that's why yeah. my enjoyment was lower, just because when you're really going in, like. If I'm going to a Friday the 13th movie, I want to love it. Almost like the first view. It's like Star Wars, almost. Like, too. Like, you, I want to go in and you're just like, oh, there's so much happening. I need to, like, come back again. So, like, a slasher film's the same way. Like, I love slashers and I find that I come down hard on them a lot of times. So then people are like, well, really, you don't really like slashers then because you really rate a lot of them low. But no, I think I just rate them differently than a regular movie. And yeah. I'll come down harder on a lot of them. You will or you won't? I will. I find I come down harder okay. in slashers. Well, we'll get to that when we get to slashers because I here's what I'm noticing. The ones that are at the top 
really deserve to be at the top. This is what I've noticed. And that's a precursor to later, and we'll get into it on the top 50. And But that's I'll leave it at that. Like These franchise movies are franchise movies for a reason. And that's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Okay. So people might got? not agree with my top 10 slashers. Or uh, like, well, I, I think no. they're, they're going to all here. be in the 50, top 50. You're not going to make everybody happy. But like my top 10 slashers are... are uh, are ones that I know I've, I've watched dozens upon dozens of times and will continue to watch dozens upon dozens of times. Yep. Yeah. I, I get what the, I get what you're saying, Dave, because I'm, uh, I was approaching this hoping to find a lot of hidden gems among the standalone slashers. And there's a reason why a lot of these slashers were one and done. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. that's, you know, yeah. So, all right. My first movie was talked about, I believe, last episode by Christian. I watched it on Shudder, and it's called Therapy. <laughs> awesome, man. Oh. oh, you know what? Let me let me just start by saying I'm not I'm not gonna bash it. I I didn't hate this movie by any means, but I had some, I had some issues with it. So the story revolves around two police officers watching a found footage found footage video that was found in an abandoned house. And this footage is going to help them discover the whereabouts of five missing people. Now, the first thing right off the bat is th- these five missing people. It's just it's very random. It's it's a guy, his girlfriend, the guy's niece, the niece's friend, and then just a random guy who's videotaping it to make yeah, it just, sound footage. Just a friend of that, the girls. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. They, they never really it never really seemed like any of them were friends with him. He just always seemed like out of place. In fact, I was waiting for something to take a turn with him and being involved with something, but hmm. I, I won't spoil anything. So, and of course, you know, the police find this footage, but each piece is is so badly destroyed that each piece has to be slowly restored. So the police are only getting a little piece at a time. And, you know, we're, we're getting, you know, 10 minutes of found footage then a few minutes of back in the police station. Now, the good thing about this is it broke up the found footage style, which I found to be a little shaky at times. Oh, you did think it was shaky because you asked me. Really? And I said, yeah. No, it's, it's, and I'm, I really don't like lots of shaky. And I yeah, and I honestly, <laughs> I don't really feel like too many times has it been an issue with me where I've been like, wow, this is a little shaky, but I found it to be a little shaky at times in this one. Um, I did not. Interesting. The thing that bothers me the most about this film, I like the setting, you know, at this abandoned house. It's very creepy. It actually opens with a scene with three different characters at this abandoned house, which I thought was really effective before you get to the main group of characters, almost like uh, like the remake of Friday. You know, how you have right. one set of characters, and all of a sudden you get a new set of characters. So I was like, true. Oh, what the hell's going on here? We got these characters, then they're gone, and then new characters. But the ending is the biggest letdown to me because I was so engaged in this film throughout that by the time we got to the ending, the motive and everything, I wrote here that, that the motive is never really explained. And I'm, I'm going to kind of come back on this. It's not that it's never explained. You can figure it out. It's never really said outright what it is. It's just weak. It's weak and almost unnecessary. So it kind of dis- kind of destroys everything that came before it. In my I, listen, I agree with unnecessary because they didn't need to go there, and it, it, it could it could have just sat the way it was, and it would have been fine. The ending itself didn't make a whole lot of sense 
I'm not sure why the guy would want to videotape evidence of himself. There was just certain things at the end they didn't have to do, but they did, which also brought it down for me. And I'm not yeah. knocking it either, but I feel what you're saying. Yeah. No, the acting was so- was solid. The oh, film yeah, the, looked, acting, yeah. the film looked great. It was just the substance that that lacked a little, especially in the end. In the end, yes. In the, in the end, in the final act. And I didn't see it. I, I told you I watched it twice, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing it again. I actually really enjoyed this. And I didn't, it wasn't perfect, so I didn't give it a 10 out of 10, but it definitely right. sounds like I came in high. Like, well, my rating was out last show, and it sounds like yeah. it was higher than both of you. So Yeah, I mean, the first two-thirds of this film, I was, I was engaged. I thought I was going three for three, you know, in terms of – my watches for that day because I was I was on a good streak, but then it kind of fell short. I still gave it a decent grade. I give it a six and a half out of ten, and that's like you said, you know, it's a six and a half that should be checked out. But man, if that ending had been, you know, and and the motive and sort of the reveal and everything had been a little bit tighter, maybe a little bit more congealed. Yep, it it, it would have been a, a much higher rating for me. Just didn't make as much sense as I wanted it to. Yeah, exactly. Things. It really yeah. it, it, it didn't. It's like it's like, well, you don't you don't obviously you just said you don't have to be filming this. Why would you be filming this? And know. then why in the first place? You know, it's like just why? And where, yep. and where and, were you, Dave, with it then? I am a I'm seven, seven out of ten. I'm fine with the movie. I, I was you built it up for me. I was expecting Sorry. to hopefully be blown away. No, it's okay. I just didn't get what was going on in the end. There was some scary things. There was, you know, the jump scare sounds were not needed. I didn't mind. Did I mention that? I, yeah. They didn't need them. Honestly, no, it would have worked didn't. fine without them. Did I, I hate it? Them. No. But the, yeah, it was creepy. And when they first meet the guy, it's creepy. There was some creepy shit going on here. I was okay with that. There's, there's good and there's bad. There's one thing I thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to pull a shutter, uh, shutter Island on us with, the, the lead detective girl because they kept having hints of her having this past and everything else. Then as it's getting closer to the end, some things aren't making sense. And I'm thinking, Oh, maybe this is why this is happening because of this. Oh, and maybe I was overthinking it, but because some things were falling apart, I was like, okay, that would have been cool. Be like, actually. <laughs> that's what I thought. It was I would have like, liked that. I, I thought I the direction, that. <laughs> right. That's where I thought it was going to go. And it didn't, but, I get it. Think about this. Think about this film. This movie is a French movie. That's all they need to. Christian blows the French the way, the way. Um, you guys blow shock, men. The, <laughs> the way, the way shockwaves listeners blow the host of the show on their group page. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that, but some, but some of them do. <laughs> And I love the Shockwaves guys. I, I love them. I'm friends with them on Facebook. I enjoy the show. Well, all except the one guy that didn't send me my Paranormal Activity DVDs. But the rest of them. I like the guy who likes Possession. Elric, Elric's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Christian blows the French. So now I understand why he's eight and a half and more sevens. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me, let me continue on. Now, my next movie is... A movie called Boneless Ones. No, 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 no. Not Boneless. I'm not talking about chicken wings here. Sorry. Bornless, right? Bo- bornless Ones, yeah. I thought it was Bonerless, and then I was going to say, Brandon. They're Bornless. They were born without boners. <laughs> bornless. I'll, I'll tell you what. Bonless. 
<coughs> the title itself, Bornless Ones, if that would have been explained properly, I would have enjoyed the movie more. They they did they mention a little bit of something towards the end, but you're never fully you're never fully told exactly what's going on here. But there's um there's two couples going up to this cabin and uh, there's a handicapped kid with them. Turns out that the handicapped kid is um Emily's uh, younger brother and Jesse is her boyfriend. And there was an accident not too long ago where he became as a result of the accident, that's why he's handicapped now. He's, um, it's, he has, um, what do you call it? I want to say, uh, he can't read. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not that he can't read. It's like spinal bifida or something like that, but it, it affects his brain and he can't walk. So, you know, he's got some issues here and, uh, they lost their mother in the accident. And apparently he saw it happen. And we learn more about it as it goes on, but there was a car accident. So Jesse and Emily are going over there. And they're taking the handicapped brother, uh, Zach is his name. And shortly after getting into this cabin, Zach starts hearing these voices. And the voices are telling him that they can heal him. So Zach suddenly starts getting better. And it gets to the point that he could talk and he can walk. And, and things are, he has spastic quadra, quadriplegia. Quadrophenia? Quadriplegia, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the couple, um, Jesse and Emily, they've been having issues. They haven't had sex in a while because she's concerned about taking care of him. And, you know, honestly, these characters are fine. You care about the characters. You care about their relationship, what's going on. And to make it short and sweet, it turns into, like, evil, evil dead-style possession-type stuff. And it, it, it's good. Uh, and basically these demons or what, whatever they are, any transgressions you've had in your past, they know what they are. So they're messing with you and things like that. Uh, it's an enjoyable film. They're trapped inside. They have no phone. The practical effects that they use are good. The, the CGI is not so good. Luckily, we get very little of it. I saw something done the first time ever. They used blood as an adhesive at one point, which I've never seen in a movie. <laughs> really? So... It was just a quick scene where they had to, they had to put something on a window and they needed to stick so they used, they used their blood. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. But I, I wasn't crazy about the ending ending. The last thing we see, I'm like, eh, they didn't have to go that extra mile. But I would still recommend seeing this movie. Uh, like I said, it's Evil Dead style. It's people in a cabin and, and, like and ship breaks. Yeah, and the story about the kid coming back and basically everything I said, there's, there's good things going on here. Ultimately... It's a six and a half out of ten. So check out Bornless Ones. You had me at Spastic. <laughs> I bet I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my next catch-up film was long, long overdue. I don't know why I dragged this one out. Yeah, it's long, long overdue for 2016. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I keep forgetting to say that my first movies are both from 2017. I apologize. Thank you. We got Sorry, it. Christian. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and this film was Train to Busan. Ah, Train to Busan. Train to Busan. Are you Busan. adjusting your top ten again? <laughs> yeah, I, if if I was going to go backwards, I would have to. I, I, would, I definitely have to. So Nothing this movie wrong. was a this movie was amazing. It, it manages to be a modern a modern zombie movie without feeling tired. 
with everything that we talked about earlier. Walking Dead being mainstreamed. Zombie movies coming out of dime a dozen. It still seems to be fresh. I don't think it's saying anything fresh. It's the style, the presentation, the characters that you care for, the fact that I had a tear in my eye at the end. Like, I actually you know, was like, ups, it was upsetting. I actually really, really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I, I, I'm late to the party here. Everybody else knows about it. So I'll just cut to the chase. It was a nine and a half out of 10 for me. Whoa! Yeah. Woo! Nine and a half? Yeah. Hey, wow, get off your knees. You're blowing the Busan. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> I, I was... I was so into it from like the second I turned it on. I was just like, why did I wait? Why was I waiting this long? Uh, I heard such good things about it, but why did I wait so long to finally check it out? But I guess I just, we were busy. We were doing other things. And I just, yeah. said, here's my time. I'm going to dedicate it to this movie. And I loved it. See, I really enjoyed it. I, for, I forgot what you gave it, Dave. I believe I gave it an eight or an eight and a half. But it eight was. And a half. Uh, Okay, yeah, I think I was around there, either eight, eight and a half. But to me, it was like um, World War Z style, but with much better characters that you care about. And that's that's what make that's what makes this film great. It's the characters. I mean, yep. some of the scenes are awesome. I love the 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 whole train setting is cool, and the whole you know the certain scenes you know where they the zombies can't see, so they're crawling on the sides. I mean, there's some cool yes. scenes in there. But uh, I don't know. I just everybody's been. It's been getting a lot of number one spots from last year. Oh yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's a great the movie. human element, right? You you need that human element. <laughs> That's always what makes a movie go. The father daughter bond just works perfectly, and oh, man, just just how that builds and everything else. It just it just hit all the right notes for me. And I was like, I was in, I was in, like, I, I happened a couple of times, Dave. You said there's a couple of movies that happened with you last year in Train to Busan. I had tears in my eyes at the end. I was like, holy shit, man. Yeah, wow. dude. Two movies, Train to Busan and The Good Neighbor. Those are the two movies that made me tear up. And wow. Train to Busan so much, not that I was crying so much, but it affected me so much that my wife at the time was in California. And after I finished that movie, another long story short, I mean, I'm going through a custody battle with my ex over my daughter. And it got to the point that I was just going to concede because the money I was spending and what they were willing to give me because of this ridiculous state that I live in and how everything, anyway, I won't go on. Yeah. Bottom line is I felt like I got to the point that no matter how much I was going to fight, I wasn't going to get anywhere. That I was only going to get what the state wanted to give me. So I had earlier told my wife that I'm going to concede. And I watched that movie. And when I got to the end of that movie, I called my wife in California. I said, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to keep fighting to the bitter end. That's how much that affected me. I watched that that thing with that little girl and her daddy, and I said, you know what? Yeah, that that really that really affected me. So, yeah, I feel, yeah. Now yeah, I can't I make it. Now I can't make any inappropriate jokes because you just got all real on us. <laughs> nah, no way. Make one, Mr. No. <laughs> That's still a good score. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, you know what? I don't know why I couldn't give it a ten. I don't know why. I maybe it will just be it'll come up on on future viewings. Yeah. Uh, hey, but, you know, I don't know why I couldn't go higher. I, I guess the only thing I could say is that there's a lot of action in it, and action isn't really my cup of tea all the time. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit lower than some people. But eight and a half is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, it's a great movie. So, yeah, go on, B. 
Go right, on with so, your bad self. Yeah, I don't think I said. Did I say therapy was 2017? Was it 2017 or was it 2016? It was. I it said was 2017, even though it because yeah. it's just a couple of festivals in 16. Yeah. Okay, so that's 2017. All right, I'm gonna jump right into a big one from 2017. Get out. Aha. Uh-huh. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. Okay. So. Um, Story involves Rose, who's an upper-class white girl who brings home her black boyfriend, Chris, to her parents for the weekend. And as soon as they arrive at the family's beautiful home, it's apparent that something is off. Now, the one thing with this film is the opening, I don't know why, it felt very, it, I feel like it was trying to be very, like, invitation-esque. <laughs> right. Right? Didn't you get that? Yep. I Good remember. Nice vibe. Yeah. I, I remember I had, you saying that this was going to be, when we were talking about our preview, either it, it was either the 2017 uh, preview show or the 2016 year-end show, where I think you called it the Black Visit. I think <laughs> I, somebody said that. Uh, it's like the Black Visit or something somebody said. And I remember watching this movie thinking, this is more like the Black Invitation. Yeah. yeah. Black Invitation. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, so they get to the house and... There's a housekeeper and a groundskeeper who happen to be black, and they're the only two black people on the property, and their behavior is strange, and, and Chris is aware of this right away. The fact that he, he stays as long as he does without questioning things is, is kind of funny. But I, I thought the comedy at the beginning was a little a little forced. Hmm, really? I, I I mean, I did laugh. It's weird. I, I laughed. I found it funny. But it's weird. It's like because I get that this film is a, is a social social justice film and a social commentary film. And and it has to be done this way. You know, it can't be subtle because it's not subtle. But at the same time, in the first half hour, I was like, well, it seems like it's a, just a bit in your face. And I'm like, maybe... Maybe it needs to just like calm down a little bit, or maybe I just need to see where it's going, and then it starts to pick up. Obviously, when you you hear that it's their annual party that's being thrown, they throw a party every year for the family, and, and Chris and Rose are exposed to all the families with the with their white privileged friends, and their behavior is awkward. And then Chris and his uh, Chris and his friend Rod, and I like Rod. Rod Rod was a great character because he's the total comic relief character in this film. And I think he worked very well in it because he's not in it a lot, but when he's in it, he's great. And, yep. you know, they, the whole setup is they recognize one of the guests at the party as one of their buddies who went missing. And he's now totally different. He's dressing different. He's talking different. He's acting different. And that's when you really get into the story from there. Like, I'm not going to go into more and more plot details. The acting is great. I mean, you got Rose is played by... Um, Allison Williams, Brian Williams' daughter, and uh, I, I've got, I don't know the actor's name who played Chris, but he did a great job. And then you got Bradley Whitford as uh, the father, Catherine Keener as the mother, and even, um, what's his name, from Antiviral, Caleb Blanche Jones as the brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was quite creepy in this. I wanted to punch him as soon as I saw him, so he played yeah, that well. Yeah, he, yeah. He pl- yeah, he plays that part very well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, 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 you know, like I said, you know, the first 30 minutes, I would have preferred a little bit more subtlety. But the way the film plays out, you understand why some of the things weren't so subtle in the beginning. 
it starts to make sense. You're like, oh, wow, that's awesome. It's like one twist after another. You're like, wow, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And even as these twists are being revealed, you're still not 100% sure on certain characters and exactly what's going on. And then it, it builds and builds. And ultimately, the third act I find to be the strongest. And I felt like it had just an extremely satisfying end. And I, I just love this film. It had elements of other films. I, I didn't think it was, it's not, you know, 100% original. I feel like it had elements of like insidious elements of like the invitation elements of these things, but, but done towards this specific social commentary. I don't think there's many that are 100% original nowadays. No, it's, no, it's not a bad thing. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not a bad thing at all. It's not it's it's, you know, I I loved a lot of the things they did. I loved the uh the the um hypnotizing scenes. I thought were phenomenal. Yeah, they were. And he, I mean, his just his just ability to sit there. I mean, I don't know if he was actually crying, you know, I don't know if they do cuts and then just throw like a quick drop of water in his face, but his face was convincing. Mm-hmm. And even even the faces of like um, the caretaker, the caretaker, yeah, and um, and the housekeeper, Georgia, yes. Georgina. Oh man, awesome. certain scenes like it's awesome. like brilliant acting in it. Talk about crying. What about that other crying scene? You know, with what's underneath in that whole thing, another character. When that, yeah. when that other character started crying, that was even what a job, man. Yeah, terrific, terrific. <laughs> And I mean, just the the final act, like literally people are cheering out loud as certain things are happening. Remember what I said last show uh, that that something was going to happen, that something happened towards the end. Yeah. It was something that I'd seen before and I totally thought it was going that way. And, 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 and I would have been OK with that, but it ended up not being that. And that actually kind of brought it up another notch. What do you think I, about yeah. that? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. It was like, yeah. Were you expecting if, if... it to be the other thing? Yep, I, I was. was yeah. I, I was. Yeah. I was like, no. I was like, fuck. Right, right. Because I was so invested. I'm like, shit, no. The audience, the audience clapped when the review. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Yep. The audience cla- clapped. Clapping, and, cheering. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. That's why I was telling people, even mm-hmm. on the in the Facebook group, to go see it in the theaters because the experience of seeing it in the theater is uh, yes, well worth it because just the uh, the reactions of others. Very, very satisfying film. Um, this will definitely be a contender for uh, for the year-end show. I, right now, I mean, I definitely came in a little bit lower because you know I, I I like to I like to do the Dave Z second view, but uh, I have a feeling this will be going up on on more and more watches. And oh, one last thing on on the Facebook group, I'm not sure if it was Twenty Two Shots or or us. Somebody posted like an article showing like thirty or thirty one things you might have missed in the film. Did you guys see that? It was actually it was actually pretty interesting. Some of the things I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like some of the things like you get right away, but some of the things I I was totally like unaware of. And but it's it's really, really cool all the subtle little uh, social commentaries that were in there. That's what I liked. That's why I thought that's why I thought the first thirty minutes I'm like, okay, the the Obama joke, okay, you know this that, you know black. <laughs> Black is in fashion was hilarious, of course. Isn't it the line? Yeah, black, <laughs> black. is in fashion. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that's that's a great line, but uh, it was a great line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, eight and a half out of ten for me right now. I I do have a strong feeling it'll be coming up, but solid solid eight and a half. Super nice. strong recommend. It's so funny because I gave it an eight and a half out of ten. I've yeah. had three ratings change since the last time I've been here without 
without seeing two of the three movies. Just really? looking back and thinking. Did you ever have that happen? Like you, you look back on a movie and you think more fondly of it as time goes on or, or, or I, less fondly? Look, I'm having it right now as I'm talking about this film. But, but, I'm, but I'm going to definitely wait to see it again, you know. Well, but I, this will definitely be higher by year's end. Well, this one went higher for me because I've listened every 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 other podcast and its mother is freaking covering Get Out. So, whose who's mother covered it? Um, I don't know. Uh, the podcast Under the Stairs. Their their mother covered it. Oh, Mrs. Mrs. Under the Stairs. The podcast in the attic. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christmas. Um, everybody's covering the damn movie, and I've listened to a lot of people talk about it, and listening to the to two of those podcasts has made me appreciate the movie even more. And yeah. I went from an eight and a half to a nine without even seeing it a second yeah. time. I, I went up to a nine. Now, Christian, our good friend over here, because of what he said, and I said it last show, I said, you son of a bitch are going to end up knocking the movie down for me. You've knocked split down from a nine to an eight and a half because of what you said about the portrayal <laughs> of, of this six-year-old. Well, I hope you're, you're happy that I, I saw Get Out and I loved it. <laughs> Well, there you go. Let's hear what you got to say. No, I again, I I didn't have a problem with the beginning or the humor at all. No, Loved it all. all. I was invested the whole time through. I'm at a nine out of ten. Loved it. I brought nice. my daughter. I got a little antsy in the chair there because people were looking at me a little bit when we. She was in. It was a fourteen A, so she's almost twelve right. and she loves horror movies. So what? But when they're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer and making those jokes about. The head uh, and all the, the <laughs> blowing the head and not necessarily in that order and everything. It was just like, it was like, oh, she's like, I don't understand anything they're saying. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Focus on well, the movie. Well, two, two of the things I just want to point out since, <laughs> since we've all seen it now, two of the things I read in that article that I thought were cool. And I kind of found one weird, but I didn't put it together. I was like, why is she doing this? Was obviously the, the, the scene where she's eating Fruit Loops. Oh, with the milk? With the milk and the yeah. shepherd. So it shows two things: the separation of the what, the milk, the white and the other colors. Separation and of white. Right. And that she's what? And that she's a freaking fruitcake. Well, that's well, that's that's what I thought. I'm like, look at this nutcase. She's eating she's eating dry right. cereal. She's got a glass of milk next to it. But the whole idea of the separation of whites versus colors was like, I was like, wow, that's that's brilliant. I didn't get that deep when I uh on first viewing. And then uh, one scene in particular. I'm I'm not even gonna really say much, but it, it involves picking cotton. Literally picking cotton. Now, oh, 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 hold on. That might have been it. I might go back to an eight and a half. And I can't see it in front of everybody. But there was a scene involving cotton. And I'm trying to figure out in retrospect. It is one possible. The... It was possible. It was. They, trust show, me. they show it at the beginning. They show him. They show him bending over. Yeah, he can bend over. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Bend over. Yeah. Thank I know, you. John, Thank I, you. Thinking, I was thinking the same thing. I was Thank thinking you. the same thing, Dave. I was like, I'm gonna go down if I, if, if this didn't make sense. I'm yeah. so happy it's gonna go out down anyway. But we're talking about the movie here. Oh, oh. <laughs> But let me say one thing. One thing. This movie, everything I've listened to on it, every every review I've heard, it seems that the social commentary, which is important, but it seems like that has been the main focus of every thing I've listened to, and. I don't want to complain, but that should not overshadow a great movie, a great story, and great performances. It's yeah. like when you listen to a podcast review, Dawn of the Dead, you don't hear them talking for forty-five out of the uh, out of the hour 
about the, the the political and social commentaries in that movie. They yeah. talk about the movie first, and that stuff comes second. And yes, I understand why it's important, and, and I'm as opinionated as anybody. However, I think we should more concentrate on the movie because everybody is talking about. I, I wonder. Subject. I wonder if back in the day when it first came out, if people were talking about Dawn of the Dead more from the social commentary standpoint. Because don't forget, this is no new. Word. Well, don't forget today. This film, you know, I mean, he's come out and said he's making a bunch of horror films with with different social commentaries. I mean, he's specifically that's said great. that's his intent. And it, yeah, it's great. And even if he's even if he said it has no social commentary whatsoever, it's just a horror film, it would still be the same rating for me. It'd still be a great film. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, I so I agree with you on that too. And I, I hate to complain. Say this though. Could I was going to say, could you even say this without it being a spoiler? How cool was it that it almost turns into like a mad scientist movie? Now, that remember what I, I don't know, you probably don't remember. But when I started this off last week, I said something about my rating. I said, am I less forgiving now? Because something might bother me, but back in the day, Reanimator didn't bother me at all. Absolutely. That's, and that's what I remember you saying that. Yeah. Do you see what I'm getting from? Does that take away from it now? And should it? Like, as I'm watching this, I was like, hmm. That's why I love And that. I don't want... Because it went into... I'm like, I wasn't right. expecting this. It went into a whole right. other... Area, it did arena and that's what is intriguing and that's what will be talked about once the the newness wears off because it and it did it in really such a subtle way exactly it it it, it yeah. transitioned to these and then all of a sudden some of the things at the beginning that you're like well what the hell like then everything starts to make sense you're like oh my god that's awesome and it did all make these little million. it just made a hundred million it just passed oh, yeah. i'm so glad awesome million. Awesome. Yeah. This is what you're talking about. Great Mainstream point. audiences are going to see this, but they're not necessarily going to be the same ones that go to see another, all the movies we like. But that's okay. It doesn't have it doesn't have to be. But this is this will help maybe get more horror movies made that wouldn't have been made uh, otherwise. I got one more thing to add, and I think um, I'm not I'm not obviously we're not going to talk about it because who knows if it's happening. But you know when people announced that you know they're always posting you know the new halloween the new halloween's being made by this person being made by that person and then they announced that uh that the people behind eastbound and down what's his name danny mcbride and his his writing partners were gonna do that and everyone's like oh god comedy writer no not gonna work here's a perfect example of talent is talent it doesn't matter if you write comedy and, and this is gonna be your first horror project if you got talent you can make great stuff Jordan Peele's never made a horror film before. Right. Agreed. This is the first one, and it's fantastic, and he's hilarious. So <laughs> right. if, if Danny McBride wants to make a Halloween, if he if he has the talent, which I like his comedy, so if he has the talent to make a good horror film, I'll go see that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Bring it on. Hey, look, it. Stanley Kubrick never made a horror film, and he happened to make my favorite. So yeah. whatever. You know, honestly, you could say – the same thing about William Friedkin when he made The Exorcist. Same freaking thing. I mean, he yeah. made bugs since. But I mean, amazing horror movies are made by yeah, guys that don't know. always... The Guardian. There you go. <laughs> but listen, as far as Get Out, it's probably the front runner for my film of the year right now. Because oh, yeah, by right the now rating. Yeah. By the rating system, it is. Because Sadako and Kayako, I watch it again with my daughter. And I knocked it down a bit. It's down to an eight now from eight point five. But that's okay. fine. I'm just saying that some movies are they're making moves already because whatever. But yeah, 
It's the front runner. And I love the movie. And don't get me wrong when I say I'm tired of hearing about the social, political, and everything else going on with it. I 100% get what's going on in this film. I am a person in an interracial relationship. Yeah. And have been for years. So this isn't like I'm some asshole saying, oh, I'm tired of hearing about black and white couples and black issues. And this, it's 100 believe me, anyone that knows me knows that I'm opinionated about a lot of this shit. So that that's not it. I just would like to hear the focus just as much about the movie. Yeah. As Look, I, I, I saw it with a group of friends, and one of my friends who I saw it with is a black girl, and, and we were actually talking about it after, and I was actually telling her, well, I felt like maybe it was a little forced, and, she, and we were just having a pleasant conversation right. about it, and it was it was great. We, we all loved it. We really yep. did. Yep. And I, it's also one of my front runners, one of my two front runners right now. I have two films with the same score. 8.5 for now. I, I yeah. just, I mean, I, I'm thinking about it as I'm talking about it. I'm like, it, it's going to go up, but it's such a pleasant experience for the first time out. This it was just so much to think about that I want to see it again. Same thing with February. That's what I did with February. I started out at eight and a half, and I think I wound up at nine. I think the, the third time or fourth time I see it, it'll probably go up to like a nine and a half. I just want to say I saw this uh, in a theater filled only with white people, and I felt wow. very safe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, no, it was a great, the great movie. Thing, great the experience. The funny thing is, I saw it yeah. with. Four Muslims and one black girl. I was the only white guy in our group. I was like, wow, now I know how you guys normally feel. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And my audience was mixed, like I said, perfectly almost. It was just like half and half or whatever. It was was a, and I, we all enjoyed the hell out of the movie. That's the bottom line. You heard it fine over all the gunshots? (laughs) (laughs) I was the one shooting the guns. Come on. (laughs) Now that's hard. That's it. Now that's hard, right? And my wife and I laughed at the same shit and everything else, and discussed things on the way home, and discussed. We keep talking about it, you know. But anyway, great movie. And I, we, we, let's speed this up because man, woo we get out, get out. Although it does deserve conversation. So okay, my next movie, 2017, is called Blood Runners, directed by Dan Lance. This was released March 7th. And uh, I'll tell you what, it stars Ice-T. Oh, okay. At first, I didn't want to watch it, but I got the screener. <laughs> I got the opportunity to see And I'll tell you all, because listen, I love Ice-T as a rapper. Grew up on him. I, and I've said this before. I don't like rappers, and I don't like wrestlers in my movies. I, don't I like take... Ice-T as a beverage. <laughs> hey, you're halfway there. <laughs> it's just not my cup of tea, Ice-T. Um, <laughs> oh, to, oh, I'm out. <laughs> to have wrestlers... <laughs> <laughs> and rappers in my movie but he is the lead he's top build but he he does not have the most screen time screen time either way he was fine in this role this movie takes place in 1933 there's prohibition going on the movie looks good it's a low budget looks good uh there was a funny thing i noticed off the bat that somebody handed somebody a 20 dollar bill to grease their palms and it was a newer 20. It was like, you know, you know how the $20 bills look now? <laughs> so I thought that was kind of a funny goof, you know. Uh, but there's characters in here. Again, it has a small town feel to it. And I don't want to give anything away. Uh, but there, there's whorehouses. There, there's um, a club. Uh, Ice-T is a band leader, but he also runs the club. The prohibition's going on. There's a whole cop investigation going on. There's palms being greased. It's basically during the time of prohibition. And 
if you watch a movie from that time period, it's going to feel like this movie does. What brand? Sounds like my Saturday nights. Palms being greased. There's bootlegging going on here, but it's not what you think. It, and I don't want to give anything away. Although the title is pretty obvious. Blood Runners. I mean, shit. So, blood for vampires. I mean, I, I haven't even seen the movie. Right. right. That's <laughs> what? what it Mind blown. Full head explosion. <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, th- there's some things that are weird. Like I said, the $20 bill was off-putting. And then there's a combination of old and new dialogue. <laughs> the $20 bill was off-putting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, come point, on. Really? Take it away can't, for that. You can't yeah. do better than that. Come on. And the dialogue was old and new, and it, it felt like a little too modern for 1933. But the vibe they were going for, for the most part, worked. It's good. There's a, they throw in an interesting review about uh, a couple of the characters, and you know, it's about vampire, about fine blood and vampire evolution, and you know, the problem is there's some unnecessary CG flashbacks to when a guy was in a war, one of the cops. The CG it kind of goes from average to bad, so I mean that's the best it gets. So that's a bit of a problem. But it's an interesting story. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's an interesting concept involving bats, something I hadn't seen in a vampire movie before, something that happens which I thought was cool. So there, there is some good stuff to be here, to be seen here. Again, it's not great, but I, I, it's definitely worth a rental. And I'm going to give you the specs on that because uh, it, it's available. Uh, the Blu-ray DVD combo pack has come out. And it's uh, Impulse Effects Speakeasy Pictures. And you can also find it on iTunes, Google Play, Xbox, PlayStation, and the various cable platforms, Comcast, all that good stuff. I don't know. I I smell some greasy palms here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's an official screener. I I always go official screener rules. Oh, okay. Yes, true. Okay. Bottom line, six and a half out of ten. So... That's your number tonight. That's your number I know. Yeah. There has been a lot of six and a half. I'll jump into my next one. Uh, another catch-up from last year. Uh, Demon. Not Neon Demon, but just Demon. Demon? That's the one I was telling you about on yep. text. It's a Polish film. With, it takes place at the wedding. So There's also Jewish stuff involved in this, Yeah, too. that's Jewish. why I was, I was going to ask yeah. you your take on it. Uh-huh. Because he gets yeah. possessed by like a Jewish spirit or, or, or something like that. And very intriguing, beautifully shot, comedic elements to it, but like underplayed uh, mm-hmm. and just kind of creepy and horrific. The only thing I didn't really like is it kind of lacks a definitive climax and it just sort Thank of you. falls off, <laughs> falls off yes. at the end. But other than that, I was along for the whole ride and I left, I left other than being disappointed at sort of the end, which I had to kind of rewatch quickly because I'm like, did I miss something? It just kind of ends with a mystery and kind of hinders my overall score, but uh, yep. but it's great. It, the characters are great. There's some great interactions throughout. Uh, there's some genuine creepiness. The the main actor there goes through some pretty cool transitions and does it very well. You're along for the ride, and there's some creepy music. Some music that just makes my hair stand up. On my back, I have a lot of back hair. Just want to <laughs> I really was intrigued by this movie. I I don't remember hearing a lot about it. Uh, I really want to watch it again. And right now, 
Like, I, it's a seven and a half out of ten. Nice. I'm gonna, I really have to check this it out. I, I never even heard of it. Sorry, Brandon. No, I was going to say, I really got to check this out. I never even heard of it. And uh, I think the Jewish boogeyman you're talking about is Senior Moneybags. <laughs> That's it. No, yeah. it's actually, no, it's Heebie-Jeebie. No. It's 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 Mr. Penny Pincher. It's Mr. It's Mr. Penny Pincher. Did the Jewish demon give you the heebie-jeebies? <laughs> I I never heard of it. Where where did you watch this? Was this Brandon, on Shutter? I told you about this last year. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, we watched so many movies. Maybe I uh, thought it was something else. But you know what? Uh, seven out of ten for me. I saw it last year. I enjoyed it, and then I thought the third act crashed. Suppose that. So maybe not you the, need the Jew the to interpret it for you. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, the, maybe there is an interpretation there. I don't know. I mean, I'm not the one to ask because I'm the least religious Jewish person on earth. But I'll definitely check it no, out. There was just no resolution at the end. It just yeah it fell off. Right, it fell off a cliff. That's what it felt yeah. like. I was like. Oh. On board to a good story, and then all of a sudden the train went off the track. I don't know. I just well, maybe next show I'll have watched it. And, uh, and it was we'll it talk. is on iTunes uh, for your okay. for your viewing cool. enjoyment. Enjoyment. Hey. <laughs> 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 you, did, did you really? Did you really say that? <laughs> by accident. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know it was an accident, but oh my god. Enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> you show me your enjuement, I'll show you mine. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a, a Jewish demon. It, there's a specific name for it. it starts with a D, and I, I couldn't a, get the a, pronunciation. A book? Yes, thank a you. The book. I was just reading about okay. it. Did you say the book? The book. <laughs> yeah, the book. Is that what you said? I did the, the book. book. <laughs> it's probably pronounced like that. <sighs> anyway. All right. My next film is the last film from 2017 that I watched for this show, and I watched it on Shudder, and it is called We Go On. Okay, so this film is about a guy named Miles who is terrified of death and the idea of not knowing if there is something after death. So what he does is he takes out an an ad in the paper and online offering 30 grand to the first person who can show him a ghost or any proof that there is something after we die. Now, obviously, what happens is he gets thousands of responses, and uh, with the help of his mother, who's always been worried about him because she knows he's a little, you know, he's a little mentally off because, you know, he's consumed with this fear, she helps him narrow it down. They narrow it down to three different people. And basically, you kind of get three kind of tiny stories dealing with him encountering each of these people plus a fourth one that he eventually comes back to from his maybe list which is a, a phone call that ultimately turns the film in a different direction not I want to say in a different direction but kind of drives the film into a whole new area so what happens is he meets him at the airport and uh Ultimately, a, a big revelation is revealed, and, and the story goes from there. There's also a meeting with a, uh, with a professor at first, and a, what is she? She's like a... a spirit talker. A, yeah, a spiritualist, like a... Uh, she talks to spirits. She's a yeah. spirit talker. Yeah. So, the lead actor, Clark Freeman, Annette O'Toole plays his mother. They're terrific. I thought the whole cast did a great job. Uh, the development of the story is great. The path it went is great. The little twists... Subtle, 
and extremely well done. No jump scares, but tension throughout. I was paying attention for this. I don't know why. For some reason, I was paying attention because I, I was genuinely tense throughout this whole film, yet there were no cheap jump scares when this film could have easily had dozens of them. The ending, little bit ambiguous. I felt it could have been interpreted in two different ways, which I kind of like about it, and I can justify either ending. I can't wait to rewatch this. But this is easily one of my favorites, if not my favorite so far from this year. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. I can't wait to check this out. I loved it. I loved everything about this film. This is a, a solid eight and a half out of ten on first viewing. Beautiful. And that's nice. on Shudder. That's that Shudder original, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, it is. We go on. I, and I didn't get a chance to get to it this week, uh, so I'm really looking forward to it now. Well, the same thing happened to me that happened with was Christian. Christian loved this movie last week. He said eight and a half, and I gave it a seven this week. Same thing. I watched this movie, and I give it a seven. So, same thing. I enjoy this film, just not to that level. But Okay. I like it. I, I feel like there's room for this film to go up for me. I loved it. Yeah? I just, yeah. when the personal haunting began and everything else, I just thought it got a, I don't want to say one note. I just, as, as things kept unfolding, I found myself caring less. I don't know why. I loved the first act, though, and everything and the whole idea behind it. It was very much like, um, what's that found footage movie? Um, the Possession of Michael King when he was trying to uh, debunk uh, anything. But I did enjoy it. And remember when they went and the first thing with the kid in the locker and all that yeah. stuff? All yeah. that stuff was great. I was completely on board. Then when we got to what happened later, I still thought it was cool. I just didn't think it was anything to write home about. You know, I, I enjoyed it. Like, again... Seven out of ten, fine. You know. Um, what did you think of the ending? Did you have a definitive idea of of interpreting it? I don't remember anything too okay. much about the ending. I remember his All parents right. were being instructed to do something, in a way. But I don't know. This is one of those movies. I'm gonna have to watch it again. Maybe I'll feel a little bit different. But okay. This is a movie that I know you're gonna love when I see it. Anyway, this is what I noticed. This this kind of movie hits you personally and you always seem to rate those movies high yeah anytime a movie weird yeah anytime a movie deals with loss of a loved one it hits high with you yeah maybe you're right i like depressing films it's not depressing it just speaks to you it's something that you have dealt with in your lifetime yeah and you just identify you identify with it that's what it is just like uh i've noticed that about three or four movies that you're really into have that um that same subject matter of, of loss of, of a of a close family yeah. member, yeah. So, so this is definitely in your wheelhouse. Yeah. But it's not a bad movie, like I said. Well, nothing wrong with seven out of ten. What'd you give it? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. I'm definitely that, watching it again before year's end. No question. Yeah. These these those were the two that are my standouts so far as we go on and get out. Those are my two favorites from this year. And uh, obviously we talked about it last show, but Capture Kill release is number three. <sighs> So those three films are my three favorites so far from this year. I mean, I've only seen about 13 or 14 films from this year, but obviously as we get going, it'll pick up. But three strong films so far. Okay, here we go. Number four, Arbor Demon, also from 2017. Uh, Fiona Dorf is in this. Jake Busey is in this. Uh, they are a couple. They are going out into the woods camping, and it was a place where they have history. I believe he proposed to her there at one point. And um, earlier in the movie, you see that there's a missing girl. Something happens. Um, anyway, she's a photographer. He is a musician who just became a musician because he is actually leaving 
he is a physician. He no longer wants to be a physician. So something like that, something in the doctoring field or whatever it is, I forget. But he's Maybe like, it's uh, a physician. Maybe it's just a physician, yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's a surgeon. I don't know. Bottom line is he's he's leaving it to do music. And uh, Wait, did you say he was a physician? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. A physician, yes. Uh, so um, anyway, they get out there. Um, they get attacked while they're in this tent. Uh, a huge fingernail comes in, and we, we see that happening. <laughs> Not a huge fingernail comes in (laughs) (laughs) it's just about a killer fingernail (laughs) no a huge fingernail ends up being inside one person it it gets loose when it gets attacked by a beast um there's something going on there's locals on the outside of this tent they think it's going to be a quiet secluded place but there's locals out there drinking beer shooting guns raising hell apparently they've come yeah they've come back for some some payback (laughs) yeah they're nuts um, a creature attacks one of them, and this guy ends up in the tent with them. They start finding out what's going on here, the mythology of this creature. Um, there's some twists and turns. So, uh, and interesting film. Like I said, I'm not usually into creature features and things like this, but the way these things looked and how they stayed in the dark until the end was really cool. They actually reminded me of, I don't know if you guys saw that movie, The Hollow, that came out the year the year before, that, that tree thing. Uh, it, no, it was another one that was on the list okay. to, to still check out. Okay, well, they kind of reminded me of that. Um, they were really cool looking. The mythology I was into, it's something very specific, and I don't want to say it because it's going to give something away, but there's tension in the in the tent between the guy and, and his wife slash girlfriend. I forget what it must be wife because it's their anniversary. And his wife and th- this local who ends up having to go in there for, you know, for for safety. And there's tension between all of them. You know, half of this movie spent inside the tent. Um, it's good for, di- uh, you know, on different levels. There's things going inside the tent. There's things going outside the tent. There's mystery. And like I said, there's mythology about this creature and what's going on. The effects are pretty good. And like I said, the, nice. the monster is pretty cool looking. It's kept in the dark for the most part. It ends up being a sad, tragic type of story. Oh. But I recommend it again. This one is a seven out of ten. Arbor Demon, check it out. That has that has me intrigued. Now let me ask you something: Does it take place in one tent or multiple? One. Okay, because I think if it took place in two, it would be two tents. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. <laughs> like I, uh, I honestly, I think I'm down to one show now. <laughs> <laughs> my future. Oh man, he set me up for it. I liked it. I liked that joke. <laughs> oh wowzers! No, I actually want to see this now. I I just kind of overlooked it, but you kind of have me intrigued now. I think you'll like it. Check it out. Yeah. Cool. I know. All I right. like the. I actually saw the cover art for it. It looked pretty cool too. It's just a tent, isn't it? Yeah, but it's <laughs> I think there's two of them on the cover. <laughs> two tents. <laughs> it's two tents. Back down to reality. Another <laughs> slasher from 2016. Hadn't seen it, checked it out. Fender Bender. I'm so curious to hear your thoughts here. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I want to know what you think. I actually I quite enjoyed it. I'm watching it's it. It's an enjoyable movie. Now, it, it's not traditional slasher. It's more like, I mean, from the setup, you, you sort of see what's going on here. But uh, 
it's rather creepy. The opening could have been trimmed a little bit. You know, it's that opening. Then you get introduced to the uh, final girl. And it, without going into spoilers, that's it. We follow her and her mishaps with the 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 killer. Uh, he's the actor who plays the killer. Really creepy. Does a great job. She's really likable. It goes down some traditional territory terrain, like in the middle part. Like there, I, again, I don't want to spoil anything because it's kind of a reveal in the movie where I'm like, ah, I saw that coming. And it, you realize it's there just to add a little bit of a running time to the movie and maybe a couple more kills and whatnot. And that's why it exists. Uh, then it kind of goes into like high gear for the end with a couple of surprises that I wasn't expecting. And so overall, because of those surpri- surprises, I actually rated it a 7 out of 10. Cool. I'm checking it out. I've heard a lot. I've heard good and I've heard bad about it. But I've noticed that I've heard more good than bad. I just I think I heard a couple bads right off the start, so it kind of left I, a bad taste in my mouth. But I, I'm, I'm totally seeing it now. I was one of those who was pretty negative on it because I only watched it once, and I didn't love it the that time. But I've been hearing so much good since then that I, I might actually recheck it out too. And I think I was like around a six. So I wasn't like, it wasn't awful. Right. But then people started pointing out all the good things. I'm like, oh, well, maybe maybe I'll go back and recheck it out. Good killer suit. So when the killer gets suited up, it's a cool suit. You see that on some of the cover art as well. Yeah. A couple it's like, of the, good it's like practical a, get, a zipper mask. Yeah. A couple of good practical yeah. effects. Uh, a little bit of CGI blood, but I didn't let it yeah. bother me too much. Uh, but you get a major downfall is no no tents in the film. Yeah, this one didn't have a tent. <laughs> not not a one. Yeah, check it out, man. Don't see it. Not a one. Not a one. Not a one. So you're saying that it wasn't intense? <laughs> oh, come oh, on, the <laughs> that was better no, than a joke. No, to be honest, I had a dream last night that I was a wigwam, and then I had a dream that I was a teepee. So I went to my doctor, and he said, "Relax, you're too tense." We're never recycling this joke. <laughs> I just I wanted to that. give Dave another another approach to telling the joke. Oh, nice! I if like somebody it. can actually write in and tell me what movie that joke is from, I will send you. I don't Look know. at this art, Caddyshack Two, Arbor Demon. It's a cool <laughs> looking. I don't care if it's a. That actually is. That it's actually a cool, is a cool tent. looking tent. You see a girl that looks like she's been cut or bleeding, pushing up against it. All you see is her silhouette on the inside of a yellow tent with this. Okay. Greenish hue behind, and it says "Don't breathe." I guess it takes out <laughs> Brandon's. Uh, it says, it says what? It says "Don't breathe" at the top. It's like Brandon's Brandon solo don't cast. breathe. It says "Brandon don't breathe." Right. And I guess it was called Enclosure originally, because it's it's called Enclosure on uh, IMDb. Hmm. Enclosure. <laughs> Damn. All right, my turn. All right, my last round robin review is a slasher film from 1987, directed by Rick Ressler. And if you don't know who that is, it's because this was his one and only film he directed. And uh, thank you for that. And it's Slaughterhouse. Oh. Ooh. Um, There's been a lot of enemies, I think, out, out there. It's Slaughterhouse. Okay, this is, this is, I think, a, a second time watch. I saw this a while ago. But, you know... Going back and revisiting it, I was expecting to really just be into it. And it's just, 
it's just really not that good. I mean, the funniest thing about this film is is the head of the slaughterhouse's name is Les Bacon. <laughs> I mean, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that would have been better if his name was Chris P. <laughs> Chris B. Bacon. We got, we got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't know if you got it. I have to explain it for you. All right. So basically the story revolves around Les Bacon. He basically goes mad after the sheriff, his lawyer, and the competition basically foreclose on his slaughterhouse. And basically he and his son, Buddy, Buddy, who's like this 800-pound gorilla of a man, just go on a killing spree, just killing everyone, even though his father specifically tells him over and over to just kill these main three people who are responsible for their their foreclosure and their slaughterhouse closing down because they want to do everything by hand. They didn't want to keep up with the technology. Now, with that said, the, the teenagers in this film, I, I don't know. There's, there's just no real standouts. You know, the final girl is, I mean, you know who it is right away. It's because she's introduced as the daughter of the sheriff. It has some decent kills to it, but for a film called Slaughterhouse, they could have been so much better. Hey, Am I wrong in saying that? No, no, no. I like the You're kills. on mute, Christian. You dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was. There's a good, like, I mean, the hand getting chopped off of one of the police officers. I like, you know, the guy who gets put into, like, the, the, the hog grinder. There's a good head squeeze. But my favorite kill was actually one of the teenagers who was wearing one of the masks towards the end of the film. He comes in and all of a sudden just Buddy just bashes him with, like, I don't know what Buddy's holding, if it's an axe or just something. Bashes him in the head and he, he hits the ground and he starts, like, having, like, a seizure. It's fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was a great kill. But I don't know. It's, I wasn't engaged maybe because I just didn't give a shit. And I know you don't have, you shouldn't have to give a shit in a slasher film. But there was really like... It drags I, again for an hour and 25 it, it, minute movie. Exactly. That's, that's the thing. Part. And, and I that's, find that that's, the, that's when I come down on slashers. That second act is key. So you, you, you can have a good setup. Well, and then the second act, if, if they drag it out there, you could lose me. Very quickly, and then the the ending either has to be top notch, or or that or you're you're totally gone at this point. And Slaughterhouse borderlines on on uh, losing me completely. Yeah, and I feel like it actually gets weaker towards the end. Even though some of the better kills are towards the end, I feel like once it gets dark, it's kind of hard to see what's going on in some scenes, and it's just I don't know. It's a lot of standing around. It's just overall, it's just I don't know. Not one of my favorites. I did not have a positive experience with this one this time around. I came in at a four and a half. Ooh, wow. That's that's one of your lowest scores I think I've ever heard you say. Yeah. Yeah, We still got more movies to cover tonight. (laughs) Oh, Oh, don't don't you dare. Oh, Oh, you're going to be upset, man. I'll be so disappointed. You're going to be definitely disappointed. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Four and a half. I'm shocked. Uh, Would you rather watch Slaughterhouse or Madman? Let me tell you that. Slaughterhouse. Let me ask you that. Mad, Madman, I, I, I don't understand. Madman is this other new wave of some of the people going, this movie is an unheralded gem. It's beautiful. Right. It's a boring stinkeroo that just totally yes. rips off Friday the 13th without even being good. Well, that's what I was going to say, I'm, is that I was kind of bored with Madman too. So okay. it's like, I'd rather was... watch neither. I okay. think Slaughterhouse over Madman. Oh, yeah, easily. It's, it's all, and I agree about the second act. I do see that. I wish it was better. And ultimately... Um, it's, I'm going to be a broken record, and I know this, but it's slashers are just as much about dialogue 
is anything else. If you're not on board with the dialogue, mostly which takes place in the second act, you're going to fall off. It's got to be well-written. And if it's not, then you will fall out. So I, I understand. I, I personally don't have a problem with Slaughterhouse. Is it going to make my top 50? I don't know. Is it going to make my top 10? Absolutely not. But yeah. <laughs> whatever. I, don't, I, I think yeah. I've already done a preliminary list. It's not in my top 50 as of right now. Yeah, this will not be on my top 50. And it's so, I mean, the, it's just got such awesome cover art. And it's just, yeah, it's man. so alluring to, to go out and buy this because it just came out with like the Blu-ray of this. Did you and get the blue? Because it's did. not dark. Okay. I didn't get, well, no, I watched a copy on YouTube or okay. I forgot where I watched. I think I watched it on YouTube. And uh, obviously I was thinking about picking up the blue, but I'm like, you know what? Hold off. Maybe one day you'll get it on sale for like 10 bucks. And I, I have no problem paying 10 bucks for a movie that I think is average and that's fine, but I'm not going out and spending 20 bucks on it right now because I really just did not enjoy it, especially since we've been watching a lot of slashes now. And that's right. one of the things I'm coming to is that I'm not, en- I'm not even, I'm not enjoying some of these bad slashes as much as I used to. I think my, 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 my tastes are evolving. And you're watching them by yourself sober. The, that, that's true. The experience yes. is, I, I mean, it I'm is. either watching them, you know, with my dad or a small group of friends, but... But yeah, you know, I'm kind of. I haven't been in the right maybe frame of mind to watch a film like this. This would be definitely much yeah. more fun watching with a group, not watching yes. on the computer alone. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent different. And I, I realize that when I'm watching, thank goodness, because yeah. I've seen them enough, and I, 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 you know, I could tell. I go, oh, this would be better with other people. So that's I'm not true. gonna let it hit my. That's you true. know, yeah. So yeah. That's oh, you know where I watched this? This one was on Shutter. This one's on Shutter as well. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's oh, on Shutter so and on. Shutter. I got the blue. Well, I, I, I it's have, 88 films, I think. Oh, you got the 88 films one? Yeah, I think that's what, so. Okay, then that's what I have. Okay. Yeah. All right. So speaking of slashers and watching uh, old ones again, I finally, finally rewatched Prom Night. Hello, Mary Lou. Not 10 out of 10, but I will give you guys this. What I said on the Terror Train show, I will take back. I, this time around, I like Prom Night better than I like Terror Train. Oh, yeah. Yes! That's a major win. Yep. Show's over now. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Well, we're going to close down the Exploited Headquarters for another night. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, lo- I love the intro. I love the way it starts. It's classic stuff. Everything's cool. I don't know why they're so serious. They really look like they want to kill somebody. Killers are coming. <laughs> Boy, are they into it. Holy shit. I thought they were the kids from freaking, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what's that freaking thing? <laughs> Bl- bloody, bloody birthday. They were so serious about it. But anyway, good stuff. Good cast. Everything's fine. My my issue is it took an hour to see another kill. And I think this movie, even though it's not long, 10 minutes could have been cut from this damn movie and it would have brought it up a little more. But I still enjoy it. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of Jallo-like. Oh, it you is. Know? That's uh, what I love about yeah. it. I love that, man. Sorry. Yeah. I do. No, no. It's all good. I, I love the song, the prom night song and the dance and everything else. I, I like the, the soundtrack, all the songs in it. I'm fine with that. Um, What's the dialogue is decent. I'm okay with it. I follow along with it. The com- the competition between the girls, the love triangle, things like that. I'm fine. Uh, the book of joints when the guy has the freaking book. <laughs> you know, is that is that one of the bi- one of the books of the Bible? The book yeah, of joints. joints. The book <laughs> Got of Genesis, joints. Revelations, and the book yeah. of joints. <laughs> Chapter eight, verse ten. Reefer. Yes. <laughs> the Grim <laughs> Reefer. <laughs> that was awesome. 
That is great. Um, and there's a great kill involving weed when those doors open up and he's sitting there. Oh, that that that's that's great. Uh, this the axe kill is a good setup there. Uh, the scene with the head is pretty much classic. It's like the next best scene after Carrie for something to happen at a prom. Awesome. I love the killer's voice. That's all cool. It's good. I'm not over the moon for it because, like I said, it gets slow in some parts. It takes a while, and I've always said that about this movie. But I'm glad I watched it again. Of course I'm going to for this year. But I'm glad I came around, and this is a 7 out of 10 for me. So. Nice. Nice. I like to hear I, that. That's a solid score. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it, so... Prom night, yeah. She belongs to me once bitten. <laughs> there you go. All right, my last one in the catch up of 2016 uh, was Beyond the Gates. Uh, I now, think you're not gonna like it. I started this one last year, and I fell asleep and didn't get back to it. And so I just woke up this year. I just woke up and I'm like, I better finish this movie. <laughs> Uh, I put it back on. <laughs> I like what they tried to do with this, and it's okay. It's not. It's not a great movie. Some great practical effects. Uh, I I like the idea of again them trying to make it feel like an old '80s movie, but overall it was drawn out. I thought it was just played out a little too long, a little too leisurely paced for its own good. Kind of a wacky climax was kind of works in its favor. As well, uh, well, lots of atmosphere. They, and they, like they said, they did it well. Like that, I love some of the play that they did with the, the gun, uh, the the gunplay and the voodoo dolls or whatever they are, and whatnot. And but overall, voodoo dolls, good band. Yeah. Oh, stop, <laughs> Buffalo, Mr. Buffalo. Oh, uh, they suck. No, <laughs> <laughs> nothing memorable. I see. I could see how this has fans, but ultimately, it was disappointed. I give it a six and a half out of ten. Man, that's the magic number tonight. Yeah, six and a half. Everything's a six. Six and a half is like bad now. I feel bad. Associate I, that with. I feel bad they didn't have much more to say about that movie. But when I was thinking back to it, I'm like, there's not much to talk about. Like, there's a couple of good. The listeners, trust me. The listeners, thank you for not oh, saying. Shit. Much. My beef was how easy they went along with it at the beginning. It seemed like they all, right off the bat, when they saw some weird things happen, they're like, we gotta play the game. It's like, well, you're not eight years old, and it's believable, but at this age, but it was a good gimmick. I enjoyed the gimmick of the film, and I liked Bar- Barbara Crampton in there with that, that look that she gives. It was creepy. It was Stares. good. But, She's just a yeah. stare of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, but she did well. She did well in the, in, with that staring and in in what little dialogue she had. It was a good gimmick for a film, I wish the execution would have been better. Uh, initially, I came in pretty high. I think I just was a victim of the hype and that old school feeling with the game. But I'm not rushing back to watch it either. So I feel bad because I think, I think this is the one that Lauren Ashley Carter specifically was talking about. Where she saying, said her friend. Yeah, yeah, if you don't have anything good to say, just don't say anything. It's not like don't have, like six and a half again. Well, so it's what? Right. I was just disappointed because I was expecting so much more from it. And it was decent. I just wanted more. And remember, we're fourth tier, so nobody's going to hear this. <laughs> yeah, nobody's sucking our dicks on the group page or... Nope. <laughs> Except uh, maybe Kim. <laughs> Lil' Kim? <laughs> Lil' Kim. <laughs> Queen Bee? Yeah. Um, okay, we got reviews to get into. 
Okay, Slaughter High, 1986. Eight people are invited to their old high school for their 10-year reunion where a fellow former student disfigured from a prank gone wrong is out to seek revenge. Well, Initial so. thoughts. This was a first-time watch for me. Ah. First-time watch for me, and I feel like that greatly affected me. Uh, uh. And and obviously, you know, you're shaking your head, uh huh, because I made a comment before we came back on, or were we on recording when I made that comment? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had no nostalgia for this film whatsoever because this was a first time view. And after this initial view, I still have no nostalgia for this film. How? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Caroline Monroe is gorgeous. Oh, wow. She's playing. She's 36 when they made the movie. She looks. I mean, look, she doesn't look 36, but she no. doesn't look like she's 18. <laughs> no, she's only 18 in the in the first scene with the showers, with the prank. And then the next stuff is six years later or five years later, whatever it is. But still, still yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. While the other says girl, 10 years, but I, I don't think it was. No, 10 it's years. not. It's not 10. I think it's yeah. five. Uh, yeah, I thought I think it was five, too. Either way. She looks beautiful. Yes, she's 36, but she still looks hot. The other yeah. girl, the other girl, what the hell is her name? Kimmy? What? Oh, hold on. Whatever the other girl's name is, the blonde one, she looks like she's 40 when they're freaking in high school. Oh, Stella. Stella, doesn't she? look? She's 40 years old, this girl. <laughs> what the hell is she doing? Yeah. <laughs> See, I always yeah. saw this last year when we were talking about, you told me when uh, I think April Fool's was coming up to check it out. And I watched it for the first time. I, you know, you how you always avoid movies because of the box art. For whatever reason, although the box art is more intriguing to me now, back in the day, I thought this box art looked horrible. So I didn't even want to attempt to see it, and so I avoided it and I avoided it and I avoided it. And then all of a sudden, you're talking about how much you enjoy it and whatnot. I watched it last year, and I was like, kind of like how Brandon was. I was like, huh. But I've watched like, it okay, twice, I... twice more since then. And there is a charm to this movie. There's definitely a charm to it, and I can see watching it once a year now. See, it's weird. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna feel differently later on when we talk about something else. But the April Fool's joke in, in this film, I mean, first of all, the first one's extremely mean spirited, obviously. The shower and the thing? Set, yeah, the shower one's just extremely mean. It's just it's just bullying and mean. And the second one is basically premeditated murder <laughs> well they didn't anticipate they didn't, they didn't expect him to to blow off and chop nitric acid on his face but let me say something the first prank marty is kind of an asshole I'm he is he advocating is. bully but it wasn't a situation like toxic avenger where he was basically innocent and you know this hot chick's coming on to him and he's surprised by it and he's you know what i mean where this one he's like oh he's like oh me i'm a sex machine he says what do you think you're dealing with some virgin here you know and you know he's a virgin and he's a douchebag so he's one of those people and then even after the first prank happens what does he tell those guys after all that embarrassing shit when they give him the weed they give him the joint where he's like oh next time guys don't come butting in you know she really has the hot yeah exactly yeah he kind of deserves that type of shit there's there's geeks that deserve it and there's ones that don't marty He's not an innocent victim the way Melvin the Mop Boy was. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think he plays up the thing to, to try to be cool, but I, I still think he's innocent. 
but I love. Yeah, and he and he even almost like expects it because he he kind of walks away after that first prank, like really unfazed by it. Like he doesn't care that they saw him naked or that he got a swirly. He doesn't he doesn't give a shit. He's like, <laughs> right, I'm just gonna go do my chemistry. I love there's two scenes or two lines in there, or two parts of that opening that just kill me every time. When he changes the Marty sucks to Marty fucks. Yes, <laughs> yes, I love that. Uh, uh, do you want your shower hot or cold? How does Luke warm grab you? Right. <laughs> Fucking love that line. That is a great line. It is a great line. Everything that happens is great. I mean, how about that condom he gets and he blows it up? It's got the, all those runners on it like a cow. What it's the hell totally, got a condom? It's totally yeah. Melvin the Mop Boy. It's totally Melvin the Mop Boy. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Oh, you oh. can also see. Did you watch it on Shudder? No, it's on Shudder. It's on I Shutter. actually had. It's on Shudder? Oh, see, we must have. I bet you anything is Shudder's like Netflix. And there's a Canadian Shudder and there's an American Shudder. Yeah, because I didn't find it on Shudder. Yeah, no, we have it, I, we have it on the, the slash kits or whatever oh, okay. that little subcolor. I had it I had it on the Arrow DVD. I open it up, I pop it in, and it won't play. I thought the Arrow Ugh. DVD was region free, but it will not play. So I had to buy it off of Amazon. I spent was three the, bucks on this thing. Was it the Arrow? Oh, you, you didn't buy the DVD. You rented it. Okay. No, I, I rented it after my DVD one work. Okay. Because I, I have a DVD. I do have the DVD. I'm going to is the version you a... saw in the framing right before the he, they open the shower to reveal that he's totally naked and they do the where's the beef thing with the, <laughs> the hose and whatever, which is, I don't understand why they're hosing him down. He's in the shower. I don't, I, anyway, it's <laughs> so then they're um, taking his picture. So the, uh, the scene, the shot right before it, you could totally see he's wearing shorts. Like hmm. in the framing on, on shutter, there's no question. Like he's like, where he's like about to open the, the thing to see them. He's, you totally could see he's wearing shorts. And then he opens it. Get the fuck out of here. Not taking, what are you doing? Oh, he, wasn't wearing shorts in the, he wasn't wearing shorts in the version I watched. Not shorts. You could just see because of the framing. So like right here at the bottom of the frame, you could see the short, the, the short tops. And then... They open it and he's totally naked. Oh, you're right. He does, and and, and they're like blue shorts too. Yeah, they're not even yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's the way it looks. You're right. And then when they open the thing, he's buck naked. You're yeah. right. It was an editing problem. It yeah. made it harder. It made it harder for Christian to finish masturbating because exactly. that scene. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need Why were you be... watching that scene so closely? He's like, well, I got freeze this. <laughs> Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Oh man. I wanted a. How about that electric? What do you say? I wanted him naked right from the get-go. Oh, <laughs> naked. <laughs> naked. How about that electric gag? Do you realize what had to take place? Hey, the, the con- this is what it is about this movie. I'm just going to put it out there now. This is a movie that has all the elements I enjoy in a slasher movie, plus it has moments of so bad it's good mixed into one movie that blends perfectly. No movies do that. This movie is like a one-of-a-kind to me. Like, I've watched plenty of slashers that are bad slashers and that are so bad it's good, and I'm laughing at it the whole time. And I've watched slashers that were 80s and cheesy, but I take them completely seriously, and they're awesome. This movie is both of those combined, and it's it's like, it's like a rare bird. There's not another movie that uh, I can think of that I feel this way about. No, see, I, I look at this film as it's so average to... To bad that it's so average and bad. 
<laughs> like that like honestly like okay one, once i get to the reunion obviously you know dude nobody this... nobody set this up but skip decides he's going to take responsibility for it what do you mean take responsibility because they're saying oh skip, skip was the prankster they're like skip yeah. you you must have done this and he's like yeah i did it he finally says yeah i did it he didn't do it oh no, he didn't do it. he never said he did it he said it sarcastically he never once admitted to doing it he so, said he did it just so they'd stop nagging him so it's like oh, all right i did it. and then they're so like the all right let's drink the problem with it then so the whole movie's contingent on them breaking into the school because had they just gone back like uh carolyn monroe not carolyn monroe what's fucking yeah character. she said let's go back Carol. to town and, and have some drinks yeah, would have, they would have gone back, had some drinks, and it would have been a nice evening, and then they would have gone home. However, Are you guys watching? However, the, the ending, yeah. However, yeah. yes, no matter what you say, the ending. True. That's all you, if you really want to freaking pull punches, yes, because I say that yes. about a few things. I, I say that about the beer can. How could you have masterminded that that prank? The faucet in the bathtub, how could that have happened? I don't <laughs> yeah. care how good of a hacker. Oh, my faucet. God. Yeah. But it, yeah, but Brandon, you're right. stop. The ending, the ending, the ending. It. Right. it doesn't matter. This is from a perspective. This is the guy who's talking about high tension in the perspective of one person. This is no different. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is no different. And don't you. try to. Thank you. Don't try to tell me it's different because it's. But the, but the kills just aren't good. What do you mean that they're great? How could you not say they're good? The guy drinks a beer with some common in it, and his stomach explodes. Oh, that was great when his stomach explodes. Yeah. How do you not like that? Oh. It was okay, and then was, all of a sudden, everyone starts running and screaming. Like, but but Shirley decides now's a good time to get naked and go take a bath because she Everybody got blood it all over her face. Yes, and her body. After their after her friend explodes, what are you gonna do? You're gonna run out of the building and try to get out of there, or you're gonna run upstairs and take a bath? Well, she was she had blood all over. Why not take a bath? And then of course it's an acid bath. And she gets acid all over herself, but the awesome. one place she the one place she doesn't get acid on her face is like the first thing that melts completely away. Oh, that was so great. Oh, that oh. was terrible. Oh, that was terrible. That, that what that stop that was, motion melt? That stop motion melt is so bad. I adore so bad. it. Oh, I adore it. It's so bad. It's probably I a little bit charm. But was this movie shelved for a year because it was made? You know why I say that? Because the main character Martin, whole- you know, he committed suicide, right? Yeah, right after it came out, too sad. No, no, that's that's not right when it came out. He's committed. He committed suicide in November 1984. This movie was released in November 1986, and everybody says Marty committed suicide right after it was released. Right after it was released, no, it was 84 in November. He committed suicide. He must have filmed it, but it hadn't been released yet. Yeah, yeah, it says he committed suicide before it was released. What year? Was, Is your, are you sure 80, you don't have a 1984. November 1984, and it came out in November 86. Well, this is what's really strange. Really strange. It was well, probably okay, shelved. So. Well, it had to have been shelved because the whole April Fool's Day thing. Because this was supposed to be called April Fool's Day, and then by the time it came out and it was ready for release, the other movie, which we're covering after, was called April Fool's Day, so they couldn't do it. So. Hence, Slaughter High. So I always was under the impression they were filmed at the same time. Because why would you? Yeah. Yeah. So they, it, it was shelved, sat there, and then April Fool's Day got filmed. But I didn't read wow. anything of it being shelved. But it's too much of a delay for post production and everything like that. Because if they filmed it and then he died, they would have had to get all the key footage of him 
and normally they don't shoot in, in order. We understand that. So either he was done right at the beginning, and they continued production into two thousand, or sorry, into nineteen eighty five. But that still is weird because he was a year no, change later. They might have they might have worked it because oh. there's one kill in particular, and it's it's sort of a red herring because the character of Susan, who's I guess it's Carol's roommate. Oh, shows up went, late. Yeah, she shows up late and. She just walks up to a picture, Marty, and just hands come through the wall, and you're like, "Yeah, that was great. That, that was great. What do you mean that was great? <laughs> that didn't make you jump. That was great when it first happens. Both well, times, when it's he great, jumps I up think. the next time, it's, it's even better. Yeah, in, know, in full the garb. The parallels, yeah. though, of the fact that these were both called April Fool's Day is one thing. But did you like? Have you really looked at it from since we're covering both tonight? So this one, Slaughter High, was uh, Steve. Minician or whatever that the money man behind the Friday the 13th movies he so was all the producer Friday. he yep. brought Henry man. Manfredini on and then yep. but April Fool's Day was actually Frank Mancuso Jr. who brought Amy yep. Steele and yep. it's 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 funny because there's a lot of Friday it's like the Friday both split yeah. yep they're both heavy Friday they wouldn't have existed and what's her name uh was the casting director Fern Champion was the casting director for um for April Fool's that. Day and they have that, the Friday uh, film. I love the, yeah. uh, and then they have the Jason joke in this, and that music oh, yeah. with the Harry Manfredini. That, that's see, that's something else. That? Jason. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. Dude, this soundtrack. The soundtrack is, is good. The soundtrack is good. I was actually enjoying the soundtrack, but okay. I mean, some of it was so bad it's good. Like you know, the part where I, I guess it's Stella is cheating on her husband with Frank. And he's and she's like talk dirty and he's like tits oh, oh tits screw yeah. uh, uh, it's actually uh, uh tits uh <laughs> fuck screw tits I screw it. I have that written down uh, my notes <laughs> it's perfect it's great it dude it's awesome and what about the whole thing what's so funny is that this is it's put together like a jigsaw crime first and foremost the first thing when he gets a shock in the shower how did they know that he was gonna happen to grab onto those faucet things. Otherwise, they never could have shocked them. Ridiculous, okay? But I'll go a step further. The whole thing with the weed. They planned this thing out, right? They were punished. They had to go in the gym and work out with the coach, who, by the way, the coach is casted perfectly. And anybody that went to high school at this time, that guy is one of the best casted people in horror in 1986. He is so believable as a coach, the way he talks, the way he looks, the way he sounds. Perfect. And, anyway. and having not seen this film ever... And honestly, not having it spoiled for me, not knowing anything about it, how it ends or anything, I, I was actually almost expecting the coach to come back into it in some way. Interesting. Wow. I was I was almost I was kind of half hoping. Right. Especially cool. since, you know, Marty's wearing, you know, the, the jester, the jester mask. All the time. I'm like, all right, well, if it's definitely Marty. I mean, I get he's wearing the mask because he's all disfigured, but maybe it's not Marty. Maybe they'll yeah, do they something with pretty post. straight. They play yeah, they play it very straight, which isn't bad. Yeah. I just, I just, I, I don't know. Dude, I had such high expectations, and it just maybe if I saw this when I was younger and 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 grew up with it, but it just didn't do it for me. But it's shoddily like, made. Like I get, you got to admit, it's shoddily made. But that's the charm. But yeah, the kill, the the kill should have been a, the kill should have been amazing. The kills are though. The kills are standout. You, you have to They're look good. at Brady's slashers. Most of them are just yeah. stabs. Most of them are literally right. Just oh, I, right. They're creative. That's what makes two things are important in a slasher. 
I mean, there's obviously gore, and, and some people will say tits. I can care less about the TNA, but you got to have gore or or creative kills or oh, both tits. in the kill department. But the uh, important thing, screw, <laughs> dialogue, Fuck. Fuck. dialogue is what's important. And we have dialogue in this movie from beginning to end where it's wisecrack after wisecrack. And it keeps you engaged. That's something that a lot, that some, not some, not all, but some of the Friday movies have, which are great. This dialogue in this movie, it it keeps you going along. It, there's no downtime. And it's, it's comedy. For example, this movie was made in England. Right? It, it was shot and filmed in England the whole Most night. Most of them are English actors, actors, I heard. Did you listen to the way these freaking people talk? Like, hold on. I, I got shit, man. They sound like you I two. got shit. What's that? In the movie, they sound like you two. But in real life, no. they're like, hello, governor. Now, always <laughs> <laughs> hello, governor. Yeah, it is governor. There's that part. Like I said, it's, it's set up like a jigsaw kill. They're in the gym. The guy gives him a joint. I don't know what's in this joint. It looks like it was firecrackers because it was popping, but they knew that it was going to make him have to take a shit. So they said, when he goes to take a shit, I'm going to take the opportune time to go in there and put this stuff into his freaking stuff to cause a fire or something or other. Why did they have to do it that way? Why did they have to get the joint to do that? I don't know, but they did. But the funny part is when they're in the gym and all of a sudden the guy has a brick in his pocket or something and he throws it out the window and then tells the coach, hey, coach, somebody threw a brick in here. I could have been disfigured or whatever. And there's nothing on the ground. What's he even pointing at? Nothing. And then the guy says, go outside and find out who it is. There was, another, there, was another, there was another brick on the floor. I, I zoomed. I looked so many times to see what was there. All in all, there's another brick on the floor. Oh. Why couldn't you just say, hey, coach, I got to go to the washroom? No, but the thing is, if you throw a brick from, if a brick is thrown from the outside, wouldn't there have been glass on the inside of the gymnasium? That's what you're saying. That's true. And a brick. Yeah. Right. No, but there was a brick on the floor. I didn't see either. Two bricks, yeah. Well, hold on. Listen listen to the way he says it. (laughs) This is great. Listen, hey coach, listen. <laughs> He's very dramatic. Oh, it's hysterical. It's hysterical. Oh god. I did like his kill. His axe to the face. Oh, that was, oh, that was, was good. That was that actually was probably good. one of the best. It looks like yeah. he only wanted to do the axe in the face in front of the thirteenth. But Tom Savini said it never looked real enough, so that yeah. they they always cut out the impact shot. Because they they said yeah, they, yeah. they actually filmed the impact shot, they just never it never worked. So you just see the the tail end and the the actual embedded axe in the head. Yeah, this and that guy's cool. great. Where did Nancy go? Was she in like a sewer that she fell into outside? It reminded I, me of like of like a sleepaway camp like too. sleepaway camp. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, That's exactly yeah. what I thought. It, it looks like it was the drain. Where all the shit would drain into and whatever, like yeah. Uh, and but you know she climbs her way back up, and he just kicks <laughs> her back in with the shoe, and she's dead. Like I mean, why couldn't you just right. climb back up again? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> she was exhausted. <laughs> that is ridiculous. 
I admit that. that. That's ridiculous. How about Scott? Yeah, that's his name, Skippy. That's him, fucking Scott Bale. He looks like Scott Bale with a beak, doesn't he? With a beak. <laughs> doesn't he, though? <laughs> totally. Now, that yeah. yeah. He does. That's all he's ever reminded me of. How about yeah, he? He was, and he was pretty much in charge, like Charles. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Very that? fucking Manilow. You've got to be kidding me. How about what he said? <laughs> Very fucking Manilow. <laughs> How about how he picks up one of the girls and she's just like, oh, I thought I'd hitch it to, you know, see the country or whatever. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. She was... hitched it all the way to like a quarter of a mile from the from the place, but. Apparently. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This is, I don't know. Well, whatever. It's. <laughs> I honestly think they, they, could, they didn't even need to have the place locked up. I guess they just wanted to make sure they couldn't escape after. But they could have easily explained that in traditional slasher terms. Meaning they arrive, they go in. And like it's all set up for just them, the way they walk into it, and it could and be it like, was. what the fuck's going on here? No, but it was locked up, and then they had a break in, and like I said, or they could have hightailed it back to town and just had drinks, and none of them got killed. Oh. I know, I understand. We talked about the ending, but as the movie progresses, if you're just trying to make, we an ending's an ending, and like I said, I, I made excuses for um, for high tension, but I'm saying the movie, the play, the. The movie has to play properly throughout as well. And I think that, that it was an unnecessary... They didn't need to have that. They didn't need to have it at all. Yeah, I guess you're right. I never thought about it from, Just from that perspective. Show up, go in, and oh, this is weird. No one else is here. Why is this place all abandoned and looking decrepit? And, and then, of course, everything's just set up for them. And it would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't even care about some of that stuff. I just felt overall, this, just the whole slasher elements of it didn't just play out as strongly as I wanted it to. Wow. See, to me, it had everything a slasher needs. And it had creepy, cool shots when they when they, they, they kept them kind of in, in, in the dark for a while where you would just see the shadow of, of the Jester mask in certain shots. I think it's, it's shot really well, just in general, this movie. And they take... They make smart decisions the way they film it, with always with the shadow of the Jester puppet and the three things coming out, you know. And then occasionally you'll get the first thing, or when you finally do see him bust out through the thing at the end when he's chasing Carolyn, and then you, you get the final chase. But leading up to it, then you get a couple, you know, when he when he has the bat and he's going like that with it, and he's putting it from one hand to the other. I don't know. There's so many. I don't want to say iconic, but there's so many memorable shots in this film to me that it just it sets it apart from a lot of other slashers. Like, I can't remember, like, and don't get me wrong, we're going to get to it next, but April Fool's Day, there's no way I, I have the memory of what happens in April Fool's Day the way I do with this. Like, I can think of shot after shot in Slaughter High. It's just... I'm the other way. I watch I'm April the comp- I'm the comp- I'm Oh, the comp- really? But I also watch April Fool's Day way back when, and so I've seen it more often. And I go back yeah, and forth I'm the complete other way. Wow. Now, Slaughter High, I saw it when I was young, and I didn't remember what it was called. And for years, I was seeking it out. And I, 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 all I remember was a class reunion. So I finally found Class Reunion Massacre. That's not it. Then I saw some other movie called Class of Some Year, and I thought that was it. And it wasn't it. Return and then horror. I came up. <laughs> Return to Horror High. I thought maybe I was seeking it for the longest time. I always remembered this movie, but did not remember the title. And then I got the DVD, like, whatever, 10, 12 years ago. And it was only available. Uh, it was a VHS rip. It was a, like a bootleg off a website, you know? But I, I was like, okay. So I bought it, and I got I like, this is that movie. And I was so happy to have it back in my life. Then I started watching it again. Then it was released again. And now, like this week, I watched it three freaking times. Now I'm just 
just really into it. It's just has a charm to me that mm. I mean, and the soundtrack, like you said, like that, that, that final chase scene is great with Carol Monroe. If you take that soundtrack out of it, it's not nearly as good. But, but it's the stupid what... cliches again. You know, she beats him with the bat. She drops the bat. Then all of a sudden he has the bat now because she just starts running away. She throws him through the window. He falls into the gymnasium. Then she tries this lame attempt to spear him from on top, which was more funny than anything. That was funny because I don't yeah. even think she, yeah she just kind of I don't I don't know I don't know what if she was just trying to hit him with it, but she should she should have thrown it like a spear. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he has that. Now he's chasing her. With that. It's like it's like she she beats him up and then she leaves a weapon for him to, for him to chase her with. <laughs> I don't know. She, what he, he chased her with each of the weapons that she threw at him. I don't know. So okay. then what do you rate it? Because you could tell Brandon's coming in low. Were you about to say something else, Ted? Me? Uh, You're going to have to shut me up. Hold on. Let me play this from the soundtrack. Tell me you don't like this. <laughs> We're going to have to shut up. Come on, you don't like that shit? You don't like the soundtrack in this? That's just I like the, the soundtrack, shit. but the soundtrack can't save the movie. Yeah. Well, I know I can't save the movie, but everything else, all the other elements are good. Like I said, it's wisecrack after wisecrack. All the dialogue that comes, dialogue is so fucking important, and nobody thinks about it when you think about what's important in a slasher. That's what separates Slaughter High from, like, um, Hospital Massacre for me. And I enjoy Hospital Massacre because it has good gore. But Honestly, the difference is— it took me a while to figure dialogue. out who everyone's characters were. Besides Carol and Skip— like all the other guys seem the same. Like Carl, Frank, and Ted. I didn't know which one was which. They were they all, look alike. They were all yeah. Ted and Ted and uh, Frank look, obviously look alike. Yeah, they they are, and it doesn't make. I, I agree, but I don't care. They died. I did, I did like the, the way he came death? in on his. I like the way he came. Yeah, the lawnmower death was a good kill. I like the way he and, came in on the motorcycle at first. Frank, he just crashes his motorcycle. That was mm-hmm. kind of funny. I thought, but I don't know. I just. Maybe it's because we're watching all these. We're watching all these slashers now. Maybe I just don't. I'm not having a tolerance for these less than stellar ones. <sighs> Let me just play these things because their dialogue is <laughs> ridiculous. Listen to the way the guy talks. Food and drink. Listen. Hey, we got food and drink and everything. <laughs> Must have sent you back a fortune, Skip. <laughs> food and drink. Did you hear that? Food and drink. <laughs> Must have sent you back a fortune, Skip. Listen to him. Hey, we got. Food and drink. And never... <laughs> Food and drink. See, he even says, must have set you back a fortune, Skip, because Skip took responsibility for setting the whole thing up. But then he said no, but then he, no, he denied no, it. No, this was after. He's like, I did it. I did it. Just no, because he talked about the calculator after. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Oh. Hold on. He's looking through the locker after, and he sees the calculator. This is Skip, and look, look what they say. Listen. Oh, yeah. My calculator. <laughs> that went missing, too. <laughs> My calculator. That would meet you. Finds his calculator. The other guy finds his shoes. You can't understand a word he's saying. Listen. He does say, <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with that, alluding to the yeah. fact that he still set this up. Exactly. I just thought he just was busting balls. He never went along with it. Once the fir- once the guy's stomach, once Ted's stomach explodes, is it Ted? Yeah. I don't know. Once Ted's is. stomach explodes, I would have been like, I didn't set any of this up, guys. I told you I didn't. Marty's here. He's trying to kill us. Let's get the fuck out of here. You too, Shirley. Don't go upstairs and take a shower or a bath. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just go. It's, ri- it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But... Okay, yeah. I-, I guess maybe I just didn't have as much fun with it as I wanted to. I mean, it. I don't know. 
It is fun as fuck. It's fun. This is the movie to me. Now, you want to see a fun horror movie that has good elements? This is it. Not other people that tell me when a movie comes out, oh, Dave, why don't you like that movie? That movie's fun. I'm like, no, it's goofy and stupid. This, to me, this is a fun horror movie. But oh, this, this was goofy, though. This was different. goofy. It's not goofy to me. It, it's it's 80s cheese. It's different. And it, it wasn't done. They're not trying too hard to be goofy. They're just trying to have fun. It, it's a different thing to me. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Hold on. One more line. This is this is another classic line. <laughs> <laughs> Let's party! <laughs> I could go on and on. Brendan's face is just so I, I, like I like I can't believe like you actually recorded these things. <laughs> like, what? I love it. I, how about that part when he's yelling? He's like, Marty, come on out and show yourself. And now there you go. There's proof that he didn't think that it was Skip saying it. He's like, come on out, you chicken shit. Come on out and show yourself. And they're showing yeah. all the different places he could be, much like the end of Halloween 78, when he goes missing and they show the different spots that Michael could be. That's what, It's creepy. That's what I'm saying. There's creepy moments in this movie. And again, there's proof that Skip didn't take the... Didn't take the uh, no, the Skip, Skip knew he didn't set up the party. He just convinced everyone else he did. But yeah. by that point, when he's yelling for Marty, half the, half the people are dead. And speaking of Halloween... They do those freaking funhouse gags like in Halloween. They're running and all of a sudden the bodies drop like you're in a funhouse and shit like that. A good old slasher trope, you know. That's that's how you find out Susan's dead because that's they they set it up that she just got engaged and uh, and she might not make it, but then she makes it. Susan's outside. That's her car. And then <laughs> hands reach out. They don't even touch her. They just reach out and then she disappears and then she drops from the rafters later on. Lazy. No, nothing's lazy. Even the kills are revengeful. Even the, even do you realize that he does the same thing to the people that they did to him with the electric? When he shoots, when he electrocutes them in the bed, when they're fucking in the bed, and he electrocutes them, which is another great scene. It's the same exact thing that happened to him when they when they tied up those things to in the bathroom to, to electrocute him. They, yeah, but the the only problem I didn't lo- that I had with that specific kill is that Frank is on top of Stella. They start getting electrocuted. Frank falls off instantly. So he should technically still be alive because then Stella is holding on and she's still alive for like 10 minutes. Oh, shit. I never know. I don't know. And what I would have done is I would have had them explode. If they exploded, that would have been fucking awesome. But no, they just... he Frank falls off and you're just, oh, oh he's dead? Okay, fine. It's never see him. She must yeah, have really God. needed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> when the cat's away, yeah, that, <laughs> that's great. Okay, how about that ridiculous part with Stella? Or I think it's Stella. No, it's the other girl. It's the blonde chick. I forget her name, the other one. But there's only like three people left. Nancy. And they all know they're being picked off. Nancy. Nancy, and then who they, goes crazy and just starts running away? Yeah, they, well, they stumble across the book, and then she sees that one X. It, it's oh, on her. Yeah. yeah, the one line through it. I'm next. And then she just runs. Yeah. All of a sudden, that's what makes her go crazy. He's going to get me next. I mean, what did you think he was going to do? Kill everybody and stop at you? I don't know. That's when she panics. He's going to get yeah. me next. <laughs> One half of the X is drawn, and Nancy goes running. Then she And she and she runs outside with ease because at that point, Marty evidently opened up the whole school again. <laughs> Marty, Marty, must, oh. Marty should have had, like, keys jangling because he must have had, like, uh, janitor's keys. Well, he did. He killed the janitor, so he probably... Yeah, no, but you should have been able to hear his big dungeon keychain 
rattling. Yeah, he killed Digby first. That was yeah. that was that was a cool kill. I always like when they stick the head on them and they hang. And then he started crucifying him. Started Total nailing him to the thing. Total what? Jason shit. Just like yeah. just like final yeah. chapter. Same type of shit. Yeah. It man. had some good kills mixed in there, but some were just like really bad. But overall, I don't think anything was really bad. Any kill was really bad. I mean, some weren't as effective as others, but. What do you want? And the ending? You don't think that shit's creepy? Like everything involving the ending? I think it's freaking brilliant. Like, like, the, like when you're when kill. I thought the last kill. What's was that? Great. The last kill is great. The last kill is great. And what follows with the chanting? Marty. And he goes in. That's fucking creepy shit. The really? last the last kill is kind of a shock. It's like, oh. Shit. Right. Right. That that I'll give you. That's it's like, oh, fuck. Wow. And then all of a sudden it goes in, like, oh. Then the reveals. Then the big reveal, maybe it's a little bit of a cop-out. I think it's sweet. Both of these movies, think about what we're talking about. These are April Fool's movies, so the object is that you're being April Fooled. And in both of these movies, the viewer is April Fooled. And I think it's brilliant on both of their parts. Well, well, one is brilliant, one is okay. I think they both are. I think it's great. I gotta hear, Richie. What do you rate this, Brittany? You gotta hear it. Okay. Five Five and a half out of ten. I thought he was committed way lower than that, to be honest. No, nah, no, it's way better than Slaughterhouse. It's a ten out of ten if you watch it with Slaughterhouse. <laughs> Both of them. I don't know. What are you not saying, I'm not saying I won't watch it again. And Maybe that's why next time. I, that's why I came above average because I, I I would still watch this again. Yeah, I think by the end of this year, watching a bunch of other freaking average slashers, you're gonna watch this and you say, okay, this has all the ingredients, and you'll feel better about it. That's what I think. I gave it the same score I gave Terror Train in that, like, I, I was disappointed because I felt like they could have been so much better. Okay, but, well. I'm at six whatever. and a half out of ten. Six and a half. Well, that's that's acceptable. That's acceptable. All right. <laughs> you got anything else you want to add, Christian? It's it's growing on me. It's fun. The first time I found the soundtrack kind of annoying. I found dark i found a lot of things and now i've watched this two three times and i'm like i'm like finding it playful i don't have any of the nostalgia so it's building now every view that's cool maybe enjoyed this a bit more so maybe i need more views maybe so okay well for me it's an eight out of ten i love this fucking movie (laughs) all right all right slaughter high now what's next april fool's day April Fool's Day, 1986, directed by Fred Walton. Nine college students staying at a friend's remote island mansion begin to fall victim to an unseen murderer over the April Fool's Day weekend. All right. Muffy. I adore this film. Do you? I do. It is directed by a person who did When a Stranger Calls and When a Stranger Calls Back. But uh, I, I just... I've always been not not super high, but I've always been kind of high on this film. And and watching it again this time, this this was fantastic. This is the perfect April Fool's horror film. The gags that these guys are pulling on each other for the first thirty minutes of the movie are absolutely hilarious, playful, fun, and I and I and I just I loved it. I really did. Pranks are great. I agree with that. I do too. I, I got to do one thing. Long overdue cliffhanger resolution. As we talk about cliffhangers, Ooh. we haven't done one in a while. This is a resolution. Very first show, we did the Final Girls. And I uh-huh. start, talked about the soundtrack. And I couldn't remember. There was something in the soundtrack of the Final Girls that I said, I think it was from just before dawn or whatever. It's from April Fool's Day. That, Charles Bernstein. Wow. 
they it's not a direct copy, but it's very similar. And it's that it's the equivalent of the ha 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 from Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, it's April Fool's Day sort of call calling card, the musical cues, and it wow. and that was that was the the music I was thinking it was uh, very similar to. So, just thought I what what was this. What was this Mario Tool O'Reilly O'Shea gag? What? When they were talking in front of the cameras and everybody was introducing themselves as Mario Tool O'Reilly O'Shea. They all were, or just one person did? Uh, what's her name did it? Uh, How about just one person said it? No, and then Archie, I think, or somebody did it later on. Oh, I don't know. I just think they're just being goofy because they were bullshitting. I don't know. Uh, Nikki. Nikki did it first, and then someone else. I think one of the guys like said it later on. I didn't know if I if I missed something. I mean, it didn't matter. They were I know they were acting goofy, but I was wondering why they were saying that name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That... Still the boss. Still yeah. the boss. Yeah. <laughs> there is some good dialogue in this movie too. It's and not good red herrings. Good red herrings. Very good. This dialogue's better. I I will tell you. Right it's not now. better, and I'll tell you why. Oh, it's much me. better. It's much better. Because I you. No, because you see scenes where they're. They're engaged in serious conversations just to do that, but they don't go anywhere. It's a, you, you overhear these three people talking and then these two, and it's clever and it's fine, and I'm not dissing it, but they're just – it's like being at a party and like walking up between behind two people that are having a conversation about something and getting like a 30-second snippet of that and then going over to another couple at a party and listening to what they're saying. And yes, they're the believable conversations. Not the first part. Any, no. Maybe not. No, once, once they get on the flawless. boat. Oh no, on yes. the boat even. No, no, I'm talking about they're already on the island, so we've got introduced to them. They're on the boat. They get into the house. They've done the first few gags on each other, and they she they do the toast. The champagne all pours on them. Right. Yeah. And once we're they the, get to the we're house. at the 26, 27 minute mark, and then it goes into what I'm talking, where you're talking about. I agree a little bit, and like I was talking about earlier, second act. act is not as strong as the first by any means. This movie though does a weird thing. It kind of the second. I almost don't feel like there's three acts. I feel like there's two acts in this movie. <laughs> I don't know well, what the second I'm... turning point is. That they realize that they assume Buffy and Muffy are twins. I that's guess. So, yeah, that's it, so it, late in the game. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very nice. late. It's almost two acts. It's almost the minute Muffy comes down the next morning and she's in her. Buffy costume. It's like yeah. that's the turning point, and then it's just craziness till it's the end. Craziness for so it's like almost fifty minutes, and then a half an hour, <laughs> yeah, or, or whatever. So it's almost two acts. That's what I. That's the only thing. So I find that's the only thing in this movie that takes it down a little bit for me is the pay. Again, pacing's better. I watched this with this time. It went like that. It was so fast paced to me. Well, was- the thing the thing that made it better for me this time is I was. You know, I was a little rusty on 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 the the not the ending, but but the intentions of everything that goes on in this movie. And I'm thinking, why do certain scenes have to play out with so much acting if certain people aren't around? And then I realized that that makes sense. That it it made perfect sense because they yep. they didn't know until right. they got gagged exactly. So Which so it made me like it even more because yes. I've seen movies where it's like. Where this type of ending happens, and I'm like, well, then why did I just watch somebody get, you know, this scene happen in, in private? But 
I'm being very cryptic. But what about Biff? I'm going to call him Biff because I love Biff from uh, Back to the Future, whatever. (laughs) I love Biff. Chad, I don't know what his character's name is. Archie. His his reaction is of pure horror. Well, that's the thing. Because he he wasn't. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That was one of the scenes in particular. Because he still doesn't know what the hell's going on. He's strung upside down. No, he's not not in. Did did anybody notice that the ground looked really fake? Where she, it's almost like she kicks when she kicks the snake away. It's like she kicks the grass away too. And it looks like the ground is like a sound stage or something. It's not her. No, no, whoever kicks the snake away. Yeah, it's Cal. Oh, I don't it, know. It, it's the ferryman. Yeah, no, but it looks all phony. Interesting. Wow, that Friday two scene. <laughs> yep. Total Friday two. Maybe I'm nostalgic for this now. movie because all I've recognized so many of these actors. Like two of them were in. Uh, just one of the guys. Yep. Uh, they actually played a couple in this. Uh, some, yeah, Summer School, the, the stripper from Summer School. Yep. You know, yep. Obviously, you have uh, great cast. You got Ginny in it. It's so like I'm like, ah, oh, I love it. You know, so could be gorier, but I mean, I understand why it's not. Um, I yeah, always this, love that boat kill. Yeah. Or the boat, the boat kill is great. Beginning. And <laughs> you know, I, I know they're going That's more great. to spooky out, and ultimately, the ending is the the best, coolest ending ever. Or the biggest cheat in the history of movies. <laughs> I think it's the coolest thing. And you know what? You know why I say that? Because it it works even knowing it. I love it. I like it too. Even, know, even knowing it, it's coming, I'm like, it's great. <laughs> I do find it really weird. There's almost too many beats between Ginny's reaction. Ginny. Amy Steele's reaction. <laughs> talking through Ginny the doors. Until yeah. the reveal. It's almost like. But I think they wanted it to sink in, like, what's going on here? Why am I seeing this? What's happening here? What's going on? <laughs> and then all of a sudden people react, and then it, it opens it up. But he, the other guy's still screaming away. Yeah, it's great. It, it, it is great, uh, that part. But I just feel <laughs> like there's a there's a bit of a <laughs> delay, which he busts through the doors and sees certain things, but there's no interaction. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the way it plays out perfectly, actually. And he's bad. I love, I love, I love the way. Yeah, I love the way he's. And I love then when uh, Skip Funny. shows back up and then sticks the 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 prosthetic on his face, and he's yeah. still screaming. Yeah. He's still screaming. Yeah, I love. Yes, he, he kisses him, and he's still and he's yeah. great screaming. Even yeah. um even Kit's reaction, Ginny. I mean, mm-hmm. she she was phenomenal. There was a couple of reaction shots of her that were hilarious. I love all the acting in this film. I love all I, I, this cast of characters in this film is great. It's like all the movies that you recognize them from. Yeah. And I, I, I love the three chicks. Well, there's four, but I, Nikki, Muffy, and Ginny. I mean, Ginny's my favorite final girl ever. So, yeah, you put her in a movie. I'm happy. Nikki, oh, I love that girl. I, I've yeah. loved her since the first time I saw everything about that chick. Yeah. I'm in love with that girl. I Totally. The whole Muffy thing is cool. The other girl, she's a little too uptight for me. But... Nan. That, the, the, and that was a little interesting yeah. thing with Nan is, I mean, obviously they play in with that whole with the whole trick at the end, but they never really go into detail. Was no. Muffy really making fun of a situation that she actually went through? Like an oh, I think so. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think she knew about an abortion. I just think she was doing, she was playing a prank without the knowledge Oh, okay. uh, uh, that she had had an abortion. You know, that's what I'm very specific to just put a tape recorder of a baby crying in her room. But that <laughs> that gag at the end when she gets her back, that's a gory gag. And I understand yes. like that. That's how they could have made the movie more gory, because obviously the movie can't be super gory because 
because of what what it is. Yeah. But if they had more gags like that, and they do explain the ending. That's the other great thing. Like I don't think it's a cheat either. I just know oh, it's people, a it's a great I know ending. Some people that yeah, think it is because she explains why it was all done and the whole point behind it all too. And it, and yeah. it and it's really great. Uh, there's one scene that I think is perfectly directed, perfectly fucking edited. It's probably the funniest mo- part in the movie. It's when Biff puts up his collar, tries to get it with uh, Muffy. Muffy wants nothing <laughs> to do with them. He puts yeah. his collar up, walks through the door, cut to two people fucking. Walk, cut back to him walking out backwards to see if we can shut the door. Fucking beautiful. And then going to jerk off by himself with the, yep. the porno bag. I, it, it's just such a great visual gag. And yeah. the position yeah. those people, the position that couple was in was fucking hilarious, too. Oh, yeah. He had her tied, he had her like, tied up like and a pretzel. A Wetzel pretzel, yeah, exactly. Yeah, those are the good old days, man. I, 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 I'm, yeah. Cool. I, I, I miss that's what that they used to be the phrase I used to we used to use, you know, taking this girl and you know tying her up like a pretzel. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the good old days. Pret, yeah, pretzel girls. I, I you know? c- yeah, I couldn't tell whose legs were who. <laughs> I think I, I think I thought, saw a third set of legs in there. <laughs> maybe maybe there was a little guy under there or a little girl i don't know i don't know yeah but the whole the whole muffy nan thing was was definitely the ending even with uh with the way they reacted it i don't know it was a very weird relationship how did nan know about the jack-in-the-box i don't muffy, understand anything about that jack muffy was just having that flashback at the beginning thinking about an earlier party where she got a jack-in-the-box and then she has a vision of it like scaring the crap out of her which it was... ev- evidently turns out to be a goof that probably a sibling played on her and uh, uh then nan at the end you know has the jacket in box so i'm like i don't know like that was studio involvement that wasn't originally that was frank mancuso or somebody else i think i read but, it was that, but the way the way she pulls the gag and then kisses her i must get like an like a like lesbian a lesbian well, she's not right? interested i got that too and right? the, the only thing i Maybe thought so. would be studio involvement is having the jack and blush blink at the end like give her the old wink that was wink. cool yeah, but it's it made sense, sense though. Well, no, that's it doesn't make any sense. It's just kind of like yes, it does for this movie. It's a wink at the audience because the whole movie is a wink at the audience. Well, exactly, but it's still stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, see, that's that's where we differ. I think it's great because after everything we've just seen, why not have that? The whole audience has just been April Fool, so they're just having a, a final laugh at you. It's a nod and a wink. I don't know. I I, I dig it. And I think you I know? think they tried to put some backstory there, just again to have a backstory. And I agree. I don't think the Jack in the Box, the relevance there didn't seem to be all that important or whatever. I think it was just there for another scare. Yeah. Maybe, you know, the ending was different originally. You know there was a different ending than this that ended up being taken away? I think I read it, but I don't recall what it was. This is, uh, okay. Originally had a much longer and more twisted ending. In the original script, after Muffy reveals that the whole weekend was set up, the guests leave except for Rob, Kit, Chaz, and Nikki, who sneak back into the house to prank Muffy for revenge. However, when they return, Skip cracks and attempts to kill Muffy in a rage of jealousy. Rob jumps in and saves Muffy, killing Skip in the process. The ending actually was filmed, but didn't make final cut on the st- is the studio opted for a more upbeat conclusion. The ending is identical to how the book plays out. So there you go. There's a book, too. Skip. Yeah. Really? All right. That wouldn't have made sense. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know about Skip. And speaking of Skip, did you know that he actually got in trouble the next year for a, a similar situation than what happened in this movie with the um, the ferryman and, and the, the, the disfigured guy? What? 
No. Yeah, a year later, his name is Griffin O'Neill, and a year after that, he was indicted on manslaughter charges for a drug-induced boating mishap that resulted in the death of Francis Ford Coppola's son. Really? Jean Carlo Coppola. Yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that some shit? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, crazy. The only character that kind of felt out of place was that whole Harvey Hal character. I don't remember the names. I, I, I tell you, I like. He was Chad. the one who said he was the one who said he was invited because he, you know, he sat next to Muffy and Econ. Oh, the pleased to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah the... Oh, because he was actually the what do you call it? That's part of the reveal. No, he wasn't anything. Oh, I thought he was the reveal. He was part of it. No, that's uh. Oh, okay. That's what's his I, name. Uh, okay. That's I can't remember. That's Skip. Okay. I remember enough. Chaz because he's the guy I like the most because he's uh, he's a typical '80s cool dude. I he's like him. just one of the guys. He gets Terry. Right, that is him. Yep. And I liked all the girls, you know. Yeah. So I know them. But dude, back to what I was saying earlier about Amanda on the soundtracks. This is one I should have brought up. This is a, a, a an overlooked. I own this soundtrack. I listened to this soundtrack. This is an overlooked soundtrack, Charles Bernstein. It's great. It's great. No, it's a great. It is great. Yeah, uh-huh. this is a big. You could tell this movie had a budget right off the start. You know, it, it had there was money sunk into this movie. It was Paramount. It's everything we said before. Frank Mancuso and uh, you know Fern Champion doing the cat. Funny. Here's the funny thing. Fern Champion was also casting director for a movie called Muffin Stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because. She says that in this movie. You know that one scene when she's like, hey, what does Muffy stand for? Yeah, and Muff Nikki's Diver. There. <laughs> yeah, and Nikki's sitting there. She's saying all this stuff. Yeah, Muff, Muffin stuff. And the guy says, Muff Diver. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Muff, yeah. <laughs> you realize you could see freaking everything she's going, got going on in that scene, right? Nikki, you never noticed that? Full head explosion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, full head explosion. Nikki, mm, mm, man. But anyway, nice. yeah, Muffin stuff. Yep, but Love. very Friday too. They have a cat jump scare right before somebody gets killed. Gets killed. Gets oh, I dead. See, this is Friday the Thirteenth without Jason, or like a, or like a Ten Little Indians. Yeah, I here's what I don't get. When that dude gets killed, he went and got dead. He went and got dead. He did go and get dead in the well. <laughs> yes, they both did. <laughs> no, but that scene. Up right now. It, it, tons it, of it. Tons of it. <laughs> you see this guy. The chick looks over. She comes back, and the guy's in bed, and she looks at him, and you see, like, blood, like, in between, like, maybe where his dick would be and, like, his thigh or something, and you just see, like, a little patch of blood, and that's all you see. What do you think is the implication there? I never got that. His dick was cut off. You think that was supposed to be a severed – then where would the dick be? I don't know, but I thought that's I, – I figured that's what that's they were trying to imply. But, yeah, there would have been way blood. It, yeah, it looked, it looked a little high. That never made sense to me. I'm actually surprised this movie didn't get PG-13. This would be PG-13 now, no question. But there's no... Although there is some tits. Is it? No, no, there isn't. No. There's lips. There's lips. There's Evidently, there's... Yeah, there's... There's some lips. How about that chair? I want that chair so bad. Oh, man, so funny. Oh, dude. So funny. The chair and the the light gag in the bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) I loved it. That would require a lot, that light gag. That, yeah. But a chair. I mean, shit. Having somebody fall back on a chair every time. I love how it comes up and rectifies itself right away. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's all, I, I totally want it. There's one thing that doesn't make sense. Later on, when they say that everything's been cut, 
And then all of a sudden, she opens up the thing and she gets sprayed with water. There shouldn't have been any water to be sprayed the second time it happened. After they things get revealed about you know what's going on with what they think is going on with Muffy and Buffy, they see that the the thing's been shut down. There shouldn't be anything running or working or something like that. I didn't even think of it to be honest. I'm, That's taking, I, I'm taking ten points off of that. <laughs> no, it's just a couple things. Hey. It's a negative twenty for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it. I have a lot of good memories for this. I rem, I'll always remember the commercial that came on. But the, for the original trailer, when they're playing the song that gets played at the end, Mama told me not to come. The oh, I love it. Trailer, love it. Yeah. It's great. It's great. And to this day, every time I hear that song, this is what I think about it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's been used in a lot of movies. Yeah. It's a big movie. They used it in Boogie Nights. They used it in like half a dozen films. But I will always think of April Fool's Day when I hear that song because I yeah. remember being a kid. And seeing this trailer on TV yeah. and this song in it. And then it says April Fool's Day and then the Y falls over. You guys remember that old trailer? I uh, also like the I used to love the boxer with the the noose. The noose? Or hair yeah. in the noose, yeah. 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 Fun stuff. What, what was the knife game? Do you guys understand that knife game? I always wanted to ask somebody that. Remember yeah, when the throwing the knife? Yeah, I, don't, I have no clue. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think you have to like reach over and grab it without falling <laughs> It was stupid. <laughs> well, well, we got anything else? No, we blew through this movie. Actually, I'm surprised. Hey, I yeah, thought... we blew through it. Even after Mommy told me not to come. Why are you doing a Marlon Brando impersonation? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't. I was. I was just making a weird face. I thought we would blow through it. That's why I said. Let's, that's what I said. I go. Slaughter High will be longer. Uh, and maybe... so much better than Slaughter High, though. So, what so are you, much are you better. Uh, well, put your money where your mouth is. Okay, eight and a half out of ten. I love it. There you go. Eight and a half? Okay. Eight, eight and a half, yeah. I'm seven and a half. As am I. Seven and a half. Okay. Cool. I, I loved it. I really, I, I I mean, I've seen it before. I just, I have so much fun. It has so much charm to it. They both have Friday the 13th charm, but Slaughter Eye has even more so with those wacky type of dialogue and with the, really, the, the Manfredini score. <laughs> it figures in a lot. You're crazy. We should have people vote in. What do you prefer between April Fool's Day and Slaughter High? I they like already know, know you prefer Slaughter High, so they're going to pick whatever you pick. Oh, yeah, me. I, actually, I no, affect I, their reading. I wish I, I had that. No, I, I got to be honest with you. I really do feel like more people would probably prefer Slaughter High. I really I, do. No, you know what? I, I, think it's I, I, think there's, I think it might be very close, but yeah. I actually will give the edge to April Fool's Day. I you think, think so? I'm, think not, I'm not sure about that because of the lack of, of gore. I, I Here's don't think what everybody, I, there are people that will care about that, but I don't think everybody cares about that. I think more people are, get pissed off at the end of Slaughter High, uh, at the end of April Fool's Day than they do Slaughter High. So I think that might figure into the, the Slaughter High preference. For some reason, Slaughter High is easier to accept the ending. Probably because it's dark and twisted at the same time, even though it's a jack in a box. I, I just <laughs> love the ending to April Fool's Day because it's. I mean, can you imagine going to see that in the theaters and walking out there? And even if you were angry, you can't be angry because it's the name of the fucking movie. Right. No, that's brilliant. That's it's brilliant. I'll, I'll always give it props for that. Yeah. I would give it prop. Well, same thing for Slaughter High, though, because this was at the same title. It's supposed yeah. to be called that. So I think they're both very smart in what they did. I think they mm-hmm. both have a great ending. That doesn't. It boosts both films, I think, for me. I, I really enjoy that. So. True that. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good 80 slashers, man. 
good 80s slashers. And we'll continue to talk about them next show. <laughs> Along with something, uh, who, who even knows? We don't even know. We know we're going to talk some 80s slashers a little bit. Hey, hey, hey. Something I'll tell else. you right now, my enjoyment of both movies was great. <laughs> you and you bastard. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's great. I, do I have another sound bite? I want to know if I have one more. Probably. I had I, I I recorded so many sound bites th- this time because things just kept striking me, you know? Uh, I had a bunch of stuff. But you know what? No, uh, they're not they're, they're not uh, for April Fool's Day. So I won't do it because uh, they, <laughs> they, they were all for uh, the other flick. They were all for Slaughter Hyde is because this the dialogue is just something else. I don't know. All right. We were going to open gonna... up with that Brandon was kicked off the show and then reveal April Fool's, but... But it might actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> the reality kicked in. And... Yeah. Just meet your dad. Might not... Just he's so, so much more personality than you. <laughs> yeah, we got to get him on again. We got to record it next time. My on. dad would Perfectly. sit here and bullshit with you guys for eight hours. Let's do it. Let's do it. When Father's Day comes, we'll do it. <laughs> We'll have a Father's Day episode. There you go. He'll do it. I'll have to go. We'll review Father's Day. <laughs> He'll do it. He, he gave April Fool's Day a nine. Really? Yep. He was fucking loved it. He didn't watch. Uh, he he watched parts of Slaughter High with me, but then he he was doing other stuff. But he loved April Fool's Day. And when he said nine, I'm like, wow, that's a little high. I was more at an eight, but then he got me thinking. I'm like, well, maybe I could give it an eight and a half. Wow. Cool. He cool. loved it. He loved it. It was his first time watch. I can dig it. I can dig it. All right, let's. It's late. We got to get the hell out of here. It was yes. good. Right. We had too much. We didn't get to something else that we've been talking about getting to <laughs> again. Yeah, gonna have to rewatch that something else. <laughs> Dude, I rewatched it again two nights ago. Yeah, I might have to rewatch it again because it's been like six months. That we're supposed to cover it six months ago. That's okay. That's all right. We'll, we'll do what we got to do. Uh, before we go, just another reminder to join the Facebook group. Exploding Heads, Horror Movie Podcast. We're out there. Get involved. There's lots of reasons to. We're on Twitter. Exploding Heads Pod at EH Horror Podcast. Exploding Heads Horror Podcast on Instagram. Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast on Horror Amino. You guys should get on that app. And once again, horrorfeed.com. Don't forget about us. Don't forget about the Versus show. I don't know what it's called, but the, the trivia game we got going on. A bunch of personalities from a bunch of different shows going on right now, I believe. By the time this show drops, so yes, maybe it will be us... going on. First match yeah. is scheduled for tomorrow, which will be about two weeks ago. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe one yeah. of us will win. Yeah. So yeah, check that out. Check all the shows on Horrorfia out, and um, once again, get involved. Exploding Heads Horror Podcast at gmail dot com, and seven zero two six two five two 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 four seven zero two six two five two 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 four. Gentlemen, anything else before we go? April no. Fools. Uh, tits? <laughs> We're the exploding heads, and you're not.